Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534, and the Beatles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, I don't have the forecast in front of me, but uh, it doesn't take a genius to look outside and say it's raining. And that's probably going to be like that for the rest of the day. Um, until this afternoon, and then it kicks up again tonight. Tomorrow looks pretty clear, but then the mix of rain and snow on Sunday. Oh, great. Yeah. It's uh, springtime in New England. It's going to be a great weekend. I don't care what you, yeah. how you slice it. I can tell you this. If you're listening to uh, the podcast later on today, it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Uh, open line Friday. can guarantee it today. Yep. That'll happen. And then uh, we got stuff to give away or anything? Or we, well, uh, code word Alexa. Give away the, uh, the next code word for your chance to win an Amazon Echo Pop. No more Dice Clay tickets, huh? No. Huh. No. Huh. I don't know what happened with that. Maybe he canceled the show. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't I don't get into the money. It's uh, 535 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Stevie Nicks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, rain for a good part of the day. And then, uh, what are we going to see? Some snow? Is that what you said? Uh, there's like a mix of, uh, of rain and snow for Sunday. But it's going to turn to all rain, so it's probably not going to amount to anything. So, But that's what's uh, up on Sunday. Yeah, my father told me that. You're never going to amount to anything. Well, this should be yeah. uh, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a homecoming for you. I, I, I resonate with that forecast. <laughs> uh, are you ready to go do this? Uh, yes. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And I found the button. Oh, good. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh boy, here we go. Taylor Swift might be considering legal action after pornographic deep fakes of her started going around Twitter, or X, if you're actually calling it that. Uh, the pictures reportedly depict her in sexualized positions while partially clad in Kansas City Chiefs garb among hordes of fellow Chiefs fans. They were viewed at least 22 million times before X started cracking down uh, on people posting them. Mm. Swifties have also been trying to drown them out with positive posts that contain keywords like Taylor Swift AI. Uh, other sites like Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit have also been trying to keep the photos from spreading. A so-called source says Taylor is considering legal action, although it's not clear who'd she go after. Uh, whether or not legal action will be taken is being decided, but there is one thing that is clear. These fake AI-generated images are abusive, offensive, exploitive, and uh, done without Taylor's consent and or knowledge. Two things. Yeah. One, I think we would all like to see pictures of her. Uh, two. I, not really. No? I, I she's not the kind of person that I would be like, oh, God, I can't wait to see her naked. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, we can, uh, you know, we can agree to disagree. Uh-huh. Uh, two, I'm finding that nothing good is coming out of AI. Really? What, nothing good. What makes you think that? Because this is not going to be the last time that someone's image yeah. is going to be recreated in a compromising position and passed off as the real thing. And there will come a time when no one, someone will be unable to prove that it was not real. Yeah. And then there you go. So... Or someone will do something, like legitimately do something, and then claim, oh, that was AI, not me. Well, we'll get into in depth with this at a different uh, conversation. Now, 
if you're listening at 9.30, we already had this conversation. You can go back on the podcast, which is brought to you by Marcotte Ford uh, and Holyoke. Yeah, they got uh, your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Right, you can go back and listen to it. Or if you're listening right now, you will be listening to us talk about AI later on. You see, Or are you? Or are you? We don't even know. You don't even know. This, could, this whole show could be AI. I was hired for my artificial intelligence. Me too. I think that's a requirement to work here. You have to have no brain. Back in the 90s, I was uh, considered a little bit ahead of my time. Uh, when Drake... Uh, oh, this is... Uh, sometimes a celebrity will profess his or her love for another celebrity. Sometimes it leads to rejection. You want to hear some of those times? I sure do. When Drake presented Rihanna with an award at the 2016 VMAs, he declared his love for her. He even went in for a kiss, but she turned her head away, so he only got a cheek. She later said, I don't like to be put on blast. We don't have a friendship now, but we're not enemies either. It is what it is. Ooh, Ooh that's cold. That's I mean, cold. Well, because you got to remember, these guys probably think that any woman would want to be with them. So yeah. they just go out and, you know, be cocky like that. It's kind of funny to watch them get shot down like but that. But, you know, when you're Riri, you don't have yeah. to settle for a Drake. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, he's just Drake. She could have anybody she wanted. She had Chris Brown. And she didn't want that for very no, long she, either. No, she didn't. In 2015, Justin Bieber called Jennifer Lawrence so sexy and cute. In an interview later, Jennifer was asked if she'd tapped that. Her answer was a hard no. Good for her. In uh, 2013, Niall Horan, you know who he is, right? He's the guy from One Direction. Oh, yes. He tried uh, some online flirting with Katy Perry, but Katy Perry said, quote, I could babysit him. <laughs> I could... <laughs> I keep telling him, don't get interested in girls that wear Spanx yet. Later, dude. Yeah, yeah. Not now. Aaron Carter and Hillary Duff dated when they were children. More than a dozen years later, he talked about losing the love of his life and never giving up on getting her back. But she wasn't impressed. She said, quote, I mean, that was so long ago, and obviously I'm married, and I have a baby, and we kind of just don't even really know each other. <laughs> in 2013, Jennifer Love Hewitt made a play for Adam Levine on Ellen. The, the next time Adam was on Ellen, he jokingly called her more move aggressive, but he added, quote, it was really sweet and flattering, beautiful life. You know, when a beautiful woman says nice things about you. But he still swatted her down. It, yeah, he still swatted What's her What's wrong with him? I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Uh, Robert De Niro wants to be around as long as he can to enjoy his granddaughter, Gia. Oh, I thought it was to, so he can continue to not reject scripts. So wait a minute, does he does he take his nine-month-old granddaughter Gia and then have play dates with Al Pacino's actual daughter who's nine months old? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Ooh-ah! Ooh-ah! He says, uh, quote, I'm an 80-year-old dad and it's great. Uh, everything that I'm consumed with or just a... Uh, oh, he's got a nine-month-old daughter. I thought it said granddaughter. He's the one with the nine months old. 80 years old? What is with these guys? God. What, wh why? You know, at, at 57, the idea of having babies at this point in my life. Well, it's, I mean, I love babies. Yeah, but, but. But I don't want another one. Yeah, but for a man, he's probably like, I'm 80. I'm not going to be around that long. She can handle it. Okay. All <laughs> uh, right yeah. there, Bobby. Well, I mean, that's kind of the seemingly the mentality. I don't know why you're having more children at the age of 80. I I, I don't know. I, I can't. 
really wrap my head around why. Now, do you take dad to grandparents' day at school and cover both bases? I suppose. Uh, He's somebody's grandpa. De Niro shares uh, Gia, this is the kid, with his film producer girlfriend Tiffany Chen. He also has six other children from previous relationships, ages 11 to 51. (laughs) At 51 years old. Would you like to be introduced to your newborn brother? Yeah. Hey, what's uh, what's your 51-year-old sister can teach you? Uh, She's going through menopause. You're... Can we... We... She can talk to you all about the life experiences that she's had. I wish I was closer to my older sister, but we have nothing in common. Uh, the director of Jake Gyllenhaal's Roadhouse. Is a remake. Roadhouse. It's a remake. It is upset that Amazon is sending it straight to Prime without a theatrical release. He says they're, quote, using Roadhouse to sell toasters. Well, because it's on Prime. What did you think <laughs> was going to happen? And Kim Kardashian was seen in an award show with a see-through gown. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had anything this transparent was when Ray J sprayed my chesticles with vitamin me in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Uh, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that down uh, dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the Wisconsin cheese grater. <laughs> Snacked on a little blueberry waffles. Really? Uh, yeah. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we uh, showed support for that poor girl Taylor Swift with all those pictures going around and listened to her <laughs> latest hit, Look What You Made Me Goo. <laughs> Look what you, you made, made me goo. goo. Look what, what you made me goo. goo. <laughs> <laughs> and that certainly is Hollywood trash on Rock Wanna Do. Ah! Are you... Oh. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, when you come to the door of any Massachusetts-based casino, you can't just bust through and start gambling at will. You must be above a certain age to enjoy the thrills and excitement of losing your shirt in a regulated, license-carrying casino gambling facility. And that 21-year-old threshold is the industry standard for every state in the country except Wyoming, Minnesota, Iowa, and Idaho. But try to get away with the same underage gambling outside of those four states and you are asking for trouble. Why, just look at New England Patriots rookie ride receiver Kayshawn Booty. Kayshawn is a sassy young fella who's just been arrested by police in Louisiana for illegal sports betting while he was still a student at LSU. Kayshawn didn't just turn 21 until last May and according to the warrant of his arrest, Kayshawn not only bet illegally on sporting events, he was placing bets from as far back as April of 2022 when he was just 20 years old. How did he get away with it? By allegedly gambling uh, online under an assumed name. That act of brazenly reckless computer fraud under the age of 21 has resulted in Booty being charged with a felony. Because you see, during April of 2022 until May of last year, more than 8,900 bets were placed under that account. 17 of which were involving college football games, and according to police, six of those games involved LSU. Now, I should point out that while the Patriots are claiming they are aware of the charges against Booty, there's nobody out there screaming for leniency because of his undeniable positive impact on the Patriots' offense this year. I mean, a six-round draft pick only accounted for two catches for 17 yards during the five games he played this season. Nevertheless, I think when you've racked up over 8,000 bets in an 11-month span of time, including bets in the very team you're playing for, that suggests to me you might have somewhat of a gambling problem. 
And if you've committed crimes using fraudulent information on the internet and you happen to be underage, that suggests that you might have some legal problems to go along with the impending and abrupt end of your professional football career as well. Of course, that's not a foregone conclusion, but I wouldn't bet against it. But hey, and if a my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You a bird lover? So is Catherine at the Palmer Rockies. KT Birders Blend and KT Songbird Blend. You buy one, you get one free at Rockies. Plus good people, bird lovers like Catherine Palmer and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's... Rock 102, Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 611 and Black Sabbath with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Such a cold end to that song. Yeah, it's abrupt. It's very uh, abrupt. Could see a mix of uh, snow and rain, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley today, and a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. After 8 o'clock this morning, we'll, uh, we will start a very exciting round of... Open Line Friday. Open Line Friday. Now, I'm hoping that uh, many of you have prepared your statements and your thoughts, collected them, put them in a mm-hmm. in a box somewhere to protect them, and uh, we'll hold back on things like uh, hate speech or profanity uh, yeah. or stupidity. That would be a good one, too. Well, I mean, stupidity kind of makes the bit, so... You know, yeah, but I mean, but yeah, it depends on the kind of stupidity we're talking about. Uh, pornographic deep fake images of Taylor Swift were widely circulated on uh, Twitter this week, despite the platform's rules against such media. The non-consensual uh, images, which appeared to have been made using AI, show the pop star in sexually suggestive and explicit positions. U.S. media reports that some of the posts sharing the images amassed more than 27 million views and 260,000 likes in 19 hours before that account posted the images was suspended. On its website, X's policy states, You may not share synthetic, manipulated, or out-of-context media that may deceive or confuse people and lead to harm. Uh, Misleading media, as they classify it as. Really? That's pretty much all Twitter is. That's That's all media, isn't it? Uh, the offensive images and the length of time it took to have them removed spawned fury from Taylor's fans and others who have expressed alarm at the violently misogynist uh, nature of the pictures. This is a prime example of the ways in which AI is being unleashed for a lot of nefarious reasons without uh, enough guardrails in place to protect the public square, said Ben Decker, who runs Memetica, Memetica, me or Memetica. I don't even know how to pronounce Some it. company. Some company, a digital investigations agency. The social media companies don't really have effective plans in place to necessarily monitor the content. See, that's the thing. It's like you can't – anybody can do this. I could go on and make a pornographic picture of you. Why would you do that? Well, maybe some people want to see that. Name maybe one. Some, well, yeah, but you're not using your real body. You're using somebody else's body. That's the whole point of this whole thing. See, I don't uh... – Every time I hear of a another twist on AI, yeah, 
I'm beginning to believe that nothing good could ever possibly come from now, this. No, th- this is this is really bad, and and this is going to be. And you know, they they did they talked about it the other day. There was some robocall going out in New Hampshire mm-hmm. that was Joe Biden, and then you know people were like, most people caught it and said, well, this can't be real, you know, with yeah. with the way this is doing. But think about how that's going to change the way we do things and the way that you have to be so vigilant in order to decipher what's real and what's not real. Well, I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, if you have any, and it it could be true of anybody, anybody could add your information, your image, your voice into an AI generator and use that information, the result of that information for whatever reason. The problem is, in some cases, as as AI gets better at what it does, it'll be harder and harder to prove that it's either you or not you. Right. And the other part of it is, and this, you know, we all talk about like the courts being, you know, clogged uh, with the frivolous lawsuits mm-hmm. and you know, you know, a backlog of crime. Um, what do you think is going to start happening? When copyright lawsuits start getting filed based yeah. on AI information, you you think the the courts are clogged now? Yeah. Where do you see when the bulk of those lawsuits come in? Yeah, because I don't think anybody has any well, idea how to resolve any of those kinds of disputes. The uh, the problem is that there's really no laws in place yet. They haven't caught like the laws have not caught up with the technology yet. So there's no way to stop somebody from doing any of this stuff and just putting it out there and i don't even know how you would stop it i don't even know just because a law just because you put a law in the books doesn't mean anybody's gonna follow that law yeah. you know it's it's a well, digitally manipulated image look at the problems we've had with social media mm-hmm. if i go on instagram yeah or twitter because twitter is probably more of a, a disgusting swirling cesspool than any of them and i write something and post it that is let's say impugns your character yeah and it's a uh, you know slander i've slandered your, uh, your your reputation it's very hard to prove or have any kind of recourse when that happens yeah you know twitter doesn't always you know uh, monitor those kinds of things think of how we've been so slow at putting rules and regulations and fail safes into social media well yeah. this is actually more insidious because now you can't prove or track where these things have come from at all because now it's it's just generated by software right so i mean i mean if if your reputation is being damaged because of social media you ain't seen nothing yet that's right oh look uh oh yeah somebody's making ai photos of themselves which is oh weird. my god that's who's doing that i'm not going to say he doesn't need any more uh he doesn't need any more uh, uh, fame uh, right now. <laughs> he doesn't look like that. Uh, but anyway, um, but but yeah, you know that's the problem. You, you can't decipher what's real and what's not real, and this is going to cause some big ass problems when it, uh, especially when you're talking about elections and all this other stuff. Absolutely, you know, or you know, right? Because I mean, propaganda can go out and be, you know, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like anything else, and you don't even you have no idea whether someone actually said these words or didn't. And as the software gets better, because yeah. it's it's self educating software, right? 
the more it learns about how to get around things that appear to be fake, yeah, the harder it is it will become to determine what is fake and what is not. Yeah, so you can't really program this thing to not learn things because that's what it's designed to do. So it, and you like you just said, it learns the way around the loopholes yeah. of of doing these. Things. Which makes me think that even if you applied some sort of legislation against it federal or yeah. you know state it wouldn't matter because ai would find a way yeah to get through the loopholes of what, this well think about anything that like goes up on facebook or any number any social media platform you know that something that's not true and then eventually after like a week they're like oh this was proved to be not true we're taking this down that's an AI that went through all that stuff and eventually found something that said, hey, this might be a flagged uh, post. Mm -hmm. But how many times, you know, what do they say? Uh, a lie goes around the world three times before it's proven uh, to be false or, you know, yeah. right what I mean? So you, you're not, you don't have enough resources to do this. There's too many users. There's too many, there's more users than there are people who can patrol all this stuff. And I think the, Meta and and all those companies make it look like, oh yeah, we're on top of this thing. When they don't, they have, they have no idea what they've near just done. Amount of the amount of people they need no. to, to police that. And you know what? It, I mean, it's not just about celebrities. It's not just about you know individuals and the reputations. I mean, yeah. it's about education too. I mean, you think about how easy it'll be at some point to almost be indistinguishable. Like like if you went through like a chat. Yeah, you know, like a like a chat GPT uh, thing, and yeah. you said I need to write a term paper about yeah. this subject. Well, it's going to spit out stuff that it's learned from previous entries right. into AI. But down the road, you know, it's going to learn how to become less distinguishable from actual work by people. Right. Colleges and high schools all across America are struggling with this because they realize this is going to be the difference between actual work plagiarism yeah. and something yeah. that is false so play in plagiarism cases let's just say as it stands for an example a professor can copy a, a paragraph that you wrote put it into google and google will go back hey this is from this article uh, 20 years ago but ai rewords everything mm -hmm. so you can't tell there's no and it's always going to be different no matter what information you put into it even if you gave it the same information the next time the words are going to be completely different. I, I forgot where I saw this, and I, and I don't know if it if it was it was like an experiment or there was an actual case. But there was a lawyer that used AI to find uh, some case law. Yeah, you know, some sort of precedent, uh, some legal precedent, mm -hmm. and then another case law. And they 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 put in the information, and AI generated something. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't actual case no, law. It was no. a fabricated. You know, your piece of business, which you would think, well, you know, good lawyers would know that. No, at some point, lawyers lawyers will be going, you know, reliant on that, and that will be passed off yeah, as true, see, even yeah, this, if it's completely bogus. Yeah, this whole thing is uh, is is pretty scary. Now, uh, I know we're running out of time, but just to go along the line of of other scams that you're uh, looking at, like on Facebook, I've mm -hmm. noticed these two scams in the last like month or so. There's two. Um, Two ways people have been doing this. One is offering, oh, hey, my dad is passing away or he's going into a nursing home and I have all of this stuff that I'm giving away at a discount. And they put pictures up of like ATVs and 
and power equipment, mm-hmm. and it's all like at a at a deep discount. And you know, looking on the service, I'm looking at the pictures, and it's like these are stock photos. These aren't pictures of somebody's actual like shed that they that they're giving away, right? And then uh, so th- that and that's one of those scams. They're baiting you into giving them money via Venmo or or some other kind of electronic means, and then. You know, and they look like legit accounts because what they are, they're hijacked ones. You ever see the ones that that your friends, uh, all of a sudden, you get a friend request from somebody you think you know? Or somebody who you're already a friend with? Already a friend with. And, you know, that's the kind of accounts that are popping up. And there was another one. I can't remember what I was just going to say. There was another scam type. Oh, the Taylor Swift ticket thing. Have you seen this one? No. Okay. So then I noticed this like a couple of weeks ago. There There was a person who put online... Hey, I have four Taylor Swift tickets to, and it's like somewhere out in the Midwest, and it's a real concert that that's that's uh, that's going on. Sure, but this person doesn't have any tickets, and it's like if it sounds too good to be true, it is. There's no if you think about how much the prices of these Taylor Swift tickets are, and all of a sudden this lady's only selling them for two hundred bucks a piece. Come on, yeah. like you, you gotta, you gotta have your witch about you, and you gotta like be a little bit more vigilant, but even, so you don't get screwed, right? But even if you are vigilant, yeah, the technology is such and is so uh, you know complicated and getting better all the time that you will be unable to determine whether something is a scam or real. Right, it's just gonna get worse. But, but you just gotta pay attention to a lot of that stuff. It's six twenty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. You already go to WesternMassMasons dot com for all of your chimney and masonry needs, but did you? It's six twenty six with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, let's see. We got the open line Friday coming up. Uh, also, code word Alexa around seven fifty this morning. You weigh the next code word for you when a uh, Amazon Echo Pop. We'll give you all the details. For that a little bit later on. Oh, by the way, tonight is also Free Music Friday at MGM. I'm going to be there uh, tonight with the road crew starting at uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, the band tonight is Brushing, uh, Blushing Brides, the uh, the Rolling Stones tribute. They've been around since 1979. It's a very, very cool band, and they'll be there tonight at the Aria Ballroom at MGM. Oh, all right. Well, that's, uh, you're going to that, right? Uh, that's that? mine tonight. That's your deal. Yes. Hey, you know what I'm doing tonight? Uh, n- no. I'm doing sex toy bingo up in East Hampton for all the ladies out there. Yeah. Hey, don't draw away from my audience at MGM tonight. Uh, I don't think I, I don't, I think there's two separate groups of people that are going to either one. Well, I mean, uh, you're used to being around dildos anyway. Oh, I mean, hey, listen, I, I think you fit Betty. right in up there. Hey, do you want to laugh? Sure. All right, let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's Classic Rock. A milkman is dying in the hospital. A milkman dying in the hospital. Pretend you're in the 1950s. Okay. He's surrounded by his two sons, his daughter, his wife, and a nurse. He turns to his family and says, Peter, my eldest, I leave you the villas in Beverly Hills. Samantha, my beautiful daughter, to you I give the apartments in Los Angeles Plaza. Charlie, my youngest son, I see a long and bright future in you, so I leave the city center offices to you. And my dear wife, the three residential towers in downtown are all yours. And the nurse hears all of this and is impressed at the man's sizable fortune. She turns to the wife and says, ma'am, your husband must be loaded. 
to bequeathing so many properties. You're all so lucky. And the wife uh, looks at her and goes, Rich, lucky? Are you kidding me? He's a milkman. He's giving us his roots. <laughs> it's roots. Yeah, like all Mail the places roots. he would uh, he would uh, do well, milk roots, milk roots. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, the underground uh, mess over at the X. Police shut down the X in Springfield's Forest Park uh, early yesterday morning following an underground electrical unit explosion. Um, Ever have a unit explosion? Yeah, I do have that every morning. Near your manhole? Up, oh, yeah. Yep. Well, the manhole, it's on the opposite side, but it's near the manhole. Well, wherever. It's, uh, yeah, you got to be careful. There's a lot going on down there. Springfield Fire Captain Droopy Monty said that uh, Eversource confirmed an underground electrical unit exploded around 3 a.m. Oh, no. The man- an electrical meltdown. The manhole is on fire. Uh, <laughs> when that happened, several manhole covers became dislodged along the road. No injuries were reported. Uh, Eversource spokesperson Priscilla Ress uh, via email said that they received an emergency call about smoking manholes. Oh, no. These manholes, they're burning. And when Eversource crews arrived, they found smoke coming out of a manhole. Well, that's a manhole. You know who else is a manhole? <laughs> Who's a manhole? That's a manhole. That's a manhole. Soon after, one of the manhole covers was lifted and there was visible fire and smoke. Three other manhole covers also dislodged. Uh, we did shut off the power to the area so we could safely investigate the cause and work on repairs. We sent an alert to customers at 5.30 a.m. to prepare for the outage. A worker at uh, CVS, uh, located at the X, said that the building shook following the explosion and Eversource notified all impacted customers and backup generators were brought in to mitigate the disruption of service. And uh, it's not closed now, but it's reduced to lanes. Mm-hmm. I went through it this morning. Uh, there's only like a one lane going through each way through Sumner, and it's kind of, you got to pay attention because the cones kind of direct you in different different ways to go yeah. through there. But uh, it's still passable, but it's probably going to still cause... Uh, some traffic issues this morning. So if you don't have to go that way, don't. Find a different way around. I mean, this listen, it's not like the X is the only way to get from one end of Forest Park to the other. No, no there's uh, plenty of different ways. Oh, you, are you kidding me? There's all kinds of ways. A uh, Ludlow man, previously convicted for gun charges and currently out on bail for three other gun charges, has been arrested for homicide back in uh, August in Springfield. On August 12th, around 9.20 p.m., Springfield police found a man with gunshot wounds on State Street and Dresden Streets, later identified as 41-year-old Dwayne Griffith of Springfield. He was taken to the hospital, but unfortunately died due to his injuries. Following an investigation into the incident, police received an arrest warrant to charge 28-year-old Ethan Fitzgerald of Ludlow with murder for that shooting. Fitzgerald was arrested in Springfield Thursday around 10 a.m. near the intersection of Jefferson Avenue and Dwight Street, one month after the deadly shooting on September 20th, Fitzgerald was arrested for two illegal firearms, including one which was a ghost gun. Inside his apartment on Center Street in Ludlow, police seized half the kilo of cocaine, marijuana, Xanax, heroin, and more than $60,000 in cash. No, I don't know if we should do that. Yeah, probably. Uh, Fitzgerald was released <clears throat> on bail. Also, at the time of the murder uh, in August, Fitzgerald was out on bail for two gun cases through the Hamden Superior Court. In March of 2021, he was accused of shooting at the former Magic Lantern parking lot in Munson. Do you remember this? I do. 
and another firearms arrest in Holyoke in January of 2023. Before all of that, Fitzgerald was previously convicted of gun charges in 2017. When we're asked what can be due to reduce gun violence, the mayor and I have been saying the same thing over and over again. Hold suspects who are arrested for violent acts and gun charges, stated Springfield Police Superintendent Cheryl Claprood. To see that this suspect had three open firearms cases in Superior Court and he was still out on the street is astonishing. You know, there is something to be said about that. It's not like, okay, this guy got picked up for a drug arrest. Yeah, it's three then, separate gun and charges. Then, and then released in a gun ch- and then he, then he murders somebody. Gun charges. What happened to the whole two years mandatory minimum sentence in Massachusetts and all that other crap? You know, it's it's one thing to be pointing fingers and say, well, you know, the mayor of Springfield is soft on crime or, the, you know, the governor is soft on crime. No, yeah. no. It's the way the courts are set up that are all uh, all jammed up. I mean, if you've committed a crime with a gun, yeah, you shouldn't be out on the streets to commit more crimes no. with a gun. No. With no. different guns. And I mean, it, it's just it makes no sense. Your Cheryl Clapper is absolutely Right. And the the solution to a good deal of this is to enforce the laws and allow the courts to keep somebody in jail. That And that's just if, they, if they're with a gun, that's you know, that's part of the dangerousness. And I get issue. and I get the whole uh, what is it? The Eighth Amendment with mm-hmm. the holding somebody for longer than they're expected without bail or whatever like that. But you're you have to you have to. Do that by degree. You know what I mean? Like yep. again, if you okay, fine. You got a drug possession. You really can't hold somebody for that long over a a, a drug possession charge. It's just not going to happen, especially you know a nonviolent I mean? one, right? Yeah. But however, if you're accused of stabbing somebody or shooting somebody, you have a this guy, of course, three firearms, separate firearms cases. You should be held. You, you should have a dangerousness hearing. You should have had a dangerousness hearing after the second one. And this is what I've been saying all along, Steve. It's like if you if if someone commits a, a violent crime with a weapon, and they're out in like two days, you know, you're basically telling that person, uh, "Don't worry about it. You're not going to be sent to jail. Feel free to commit more yeah. crimes." You're basically emboldening that person to do worse. Yeah, Sarno uh, had a statement put out, said, simply put, if this repeat violent criminal offender had been held on any one of his prior gun-related offenses, including firing a gun in public, a life could have been saved. This is a classic example of why the state needs to pass the bail refor- my bail reform legislation, because the current system is broken. Repeat violent criminal offenders keep getting released back into our community. This individual is a prime example of a serious threat or a serious repeat violent criminal offender whose crimes keep escalating until somebody sadly got killed. The situation is frustrating for everyone involved, especially for the Springfield police and the community that begs for the public safety and to keep bad guys off the streets and in our neighborhoods. Good work to our brave and dedicated Springfield police officers under the captain, uh, uh, command of Captain Trent Duda and all the uh, public safety partners for arresting this suspect again. Like I, that would, you know, he says again with an exclamation part, but I'm be, he's right yeah. again. Well, we were just talking <laughs> about like uh, earlier this week, there was a story about someone who had 50 different drug charges on him. and keeps getting released. Mm-hmm. And yet we, we, we can't keep that guy in jail. Well, you know, here's someone who's committing crimes with a, with a weapon. Yeah. And we keep can't put him in jail either. Doesn't it makes it makes no logical sense whatsoever, and it's and it's hard to imagine that judges 
can feel comfortable doing this. But it's really a matter of what the legislation has put in front of the judge and what the judge is limited to. Right. Like the judge can't just put you in jail without the law supporting him doing that. So that tells me that uh, if you're a legislator, maybe you might want to consider ramping up some legislation that might put an end to this foolishness. But no, we'll just no. keep letting them out on the street. Uh, two men were arrested in Springfield Wednesday. I got ribbon-cutting ceremonies to attend. I can't put together legislation that might solve violent crimes. I have shovels to dig into the ground. I have things to do. <laughs> I have fundraising to do. Uh, two men were arrested in Springfield Wednesday after the community complained to police of drug dealing in the McKnight neighborhood, according to Ryan Walsh, uh, my best friend, just his boyfriend's girlfriend, heard from this guy, that we received complaints from citizens about a alleged drug dealer in an SUV in the Brown Street area. I guess it's pretty serious. At around 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday, detectives allegedly observed a drug deal occur between two people. The officers activated their emergency lights and were able to detain one of the... Su- Why do they have to say that? What? Which thing? The officers activated their emergency lights. They pulled somebody over. Yeah, they had the uh, lights going on. 31-year-old Jose Fernandez of Chicopee. The other suspect, uh, 49-year-old Henoc Rodriguez of Springfield. Henoc. Henoc. You know, I have a a relative, uh, like a Enoch. Uh Uh-huh. Enoch Knockle. Really? Yeah. That's a very German. Uh, that was I'll the, say. That was like a great-great-grandfather or something that I had. Enoch. Hmm. I Enoch. knew a guy who was a eunuch. A eunuch? Well, part eunuch. We used to call him Mr. Singleton. Ah, oh, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, but Enoch. I like this guy's name. Henoch. Would there be a Shenoch, too? No, he knocked three times. On the ceiling, uh, if you want yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Twice on the crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, attempted to run away, but was quickly caught and detained on Bay Street. Police seized uh, 31 grams of uh, cocaine, four t- 420 bags of fentanyl. Oh, that's a significant number. And nearly $1,300 in cash from a fanny pack. <laughs> he knocked his fanny pack. Ooh, look at little he knocked with his fanny pack. Carrying all your drugs in there. How many bags of drugs can you put in a fanny pack? Apparently, 420 of them. The very tiny bags. And $1,300 in cash. That's a pretty big fanny pack. That's almost like an urban carry-all. It is. Uh, So they've been charged with all kinds of drug possession and trafficking and yada, yada, yada. They're going to jail. For now. They'll be be back out tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah, the weekend's coming up. A uh, man will be charged with carrying a firearm without a license after TSA agents at Bradley Airport found a loaded firearm in his carry-on bag. According to the TSA, during a Wednesday morning screening, a firearm was detected in the 57-year-old Connecticut man's carry-on. Connecticut State Police were called in, and they seized a loaded 9mm firearm and 13 rounds of ammunition. Troopers questioned the man, then arrested him for circumventing security and carrying a firearm without a license. Our TSA officers do a fantastic job preventing firearms from entering the security area of the airport, said William Constos, TSA's uh, Federal Security Director for Connecticut. Passengers who are traveling with firearms need to ensure that they declare them with the airline and ensure they are properly packed in their checked baggage. This man is 57 years old? Yeah. All right, I'm 57 years old. And you know, I'm not a gun owner, but even I'm smart enough to know that if you're going, if you've got a flight to catch, check your gun in, in baggage. 
Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know why, why that's so difficult. It's not that you're not allowed to bring the gun with you. Yeah, but there but, but there, there are, are stipulations you got to follow. Yeah, that's the, and that's not gun control. That's just common sense. It's stupidity. Because of all the things that we went through with TSA and uh, 9-11 and all that stuff, that the whole point is to not let you get through with those type of weapons so you don't hijack an airplane. And I'm willing to bet you, when they pulled him out of, out of the line and went through his uh, his carry-on luggage and then wanded him and then detained him, he's like, what? What did I do? What's what? I didn't do anything wrong. I really would like to know. I'm an the, American. I can carry a gun. Yeah, see, that that's the kind of, I want to know the mentality of the guy who got caught with the gun. You're not taking me down. <laughs> well, you know what, sir? <laughs> there are rules, yeah. even with your gun ownership. Uh, I just, uh, the stupidity among people. And, and to not know, you know, you know if, you, if you're going to use that excuse, I didn't know. I didn't know I had it with me. How do you not? That's even worse. You're carrying a firearm and you don't know that you have it with you? I know. It makes that That's makes like no sense. That's like one of the most irresponsible gun-owning things I've ever heard is that I didn't even know I had the firearm with me. You know, if I... Uh, I carry it with me so much that I just... Uh, right. You know, it's like my toothbrush. You know, if I'm uh, traveling on vacation and I'm going through an airport and I'm you know, checking in, you know, the last thing I want to do is do anything yeah. that is going to ruin my vacation. And being arrested with owning a, uh, with trying to bring a gun aboard a plane in my carry-on luggage is uh, the first way to get a ruined vacation. Even all that money, all that, uh, all those uh, reservations ruined. Ruined. Uh, have you ever heard someone hotwire a vehicle from a Walmart parking lot? Probably wouldn't be that surprising. Probably not. But what if that vehicle was an Amish buggy? How do you hotwire an Amish buggy? Well, an Amish family had their horse and buggy stolen while they shopped at Walmart in Michigan last Saturday. I thought they don't do that. I thought they don't go to those places. No, they do. They shop. They go to Walmart? They don't go self-checkout, I'm sure. And the uh, police were called, surely not by the cell phone that the Amish people were using. Uh, No, probably not. Fortunately, there was a witness. A truck driver saw a suspicious woman take the buggy and gave the description to the police. The police knew who she was. They had some kind of interaction with her earlier that day at Walmart, but there aren't any more details of that. Police found the stolen horse and buggy later that night, and they were able to uh, find the suspect at a nearby motel. She was charged with larceny and larceny of livestock. The mm. horse and buggy were returned and unharmed. They didn't put the horse on blocks? No, they take the shoes off. Hey, I'm missing my shoe. The horse is standing there. <laughs> hey, come on over here. No, I can't. My shoes are gone. <laughs> yeah, my shoes my shoes are yeah. <laughs> I left my shoes behind there. Yeah, she took them off. She, she had a she had a uh, what do they call a crowbar and yeah. she pried them off my feet. Well, my hoof. I, you know, I've been to Michigan. You know, there are roving bands of uh, of of wayward Amish causing all kinds of problems. Do, do you ever go on uh, TikTok and see those videos of like the Amish DUIs and the buggies? Oh yeah, like they, they, these guys are like out of control. Like they're just getting hammered, and throwing beer cans out the side of the buggy. Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? Yay, verily. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we used to go to Pennsylvania Dutch country every year. Sure. Uh, my dad, that was like our big summer trip from New Jersey. Wow. Come on, kids. We're going in a hot car all the way to Amish country. <laughs> and we'd go to Amish country and we'd laugh at the names like Intercourse, Pennsylvania, oh, yeah. and Scrotum, Pennsylvania, oh, yeah. and all those places, right? And then uh, we'd get there. And it was just this giant flea market of crap that they were selling. 
But Amish quality crap. No, not really. No, it was just like, the crap they it was just wasn't. A, I, you know what I think it was? I think it was like it was sponsored by the Amish, but any vendor could come and buy a table there because no. I remember getting a skateboard there for fourteen dollars and not an Amish quality skateboard. Not an Amish quality skateboard. It was a uh, it was a really cheap piece of crap. You know that was when skating was really coming around back in the late eighties, right? And uh, that was a that was a horrible those are horrible trips. And, and he, all we went there for was the smoked pork chops. Like we couldn't get smoked pork chops at any other butcher in the state of New Jersey. We had to drive four hours into Pennsylvania to find it. That sounds like fun, but I know it's not. Yeah, that's uh, that doesn't sound like fun. It, it's not fun at all. It's uh, mm. ugh, gross. God. Horrible childhood memories that I have. <laughs> you got a whole bank. You got a whole bank of memories like that. I do. I remember uh, we were coming back the one time, and it's uh, we were listening uh, intently to the broadcast of Baby Jessica being dropped down the well or fell down the well. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a uh, that was something else. You'll never let you'll never let those memories uh, fade away. No, I really had no point to those stories. That's it was all right. Just another traumatic piece of information. That, Puts the puzzle and it's a it's a pay it's a payday it's You're, Friday doesn't matter yeah right your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of rain and snow with a high of uh, thirty nine tomorrow cloudy with a high of thirty nine it's uh, thirty eight right now in downtown Springfield I'm Steve Nagel and that's the news on Rock one hundred two ah yeah Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock it's just about six fifty five. And Steely Dan with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A mix of snow and rain throughout the rest of today with a high of 39. It's going to stop later this afternoon, but uh, then tomorrow it'll be cloudy with a high of 39. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is happening on Saturday, February 3rd, as we've uh, told you about before, the Delaney House. It's a sellout, and of course, uh, that means that there are hardly any tickets left, even though I'm getting emails from people who want to know if I can get them tickets. The answer to that question is no, unless you do this one thing. Your last chance to win a pair of tickets is to go to rock102.com and enter your name before noon on February 1st. We'll choose one winner at random, and they will join us at Bourbon Barbecue and Blues, brought to you by uh, a Touch of Color Painting. Your, uh, your painting, uh, your go-to painting company in Western Mass and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It is the only way to win the final remaining ticket. Oh, really? Yeah. It is not to email me and say, hey, could you get me in? Well, no. is it a pair of tickets or is it one ticket? Uh, the, uh, the literature that I am looking at right now is not specific. Huh. I would hope that it would be a pair. Well, I don't know because yeah. I think it could be also one ticket. No, we can't talk about it if we don't know the details. Right. I don't, we don't want to be misleading to anybody because yeah. that would open us up to all kinds of uh, problems. What, what if like the, the real contest terms are you're just winning a bottle of bourbon and uh, some barbecue? You know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And you'll have the blues because you won't yeah. actually be there. Uh, oh, speaking of which, the, uh, the bar- our barbecue trip has yet uh, again been postponed. Um, and we will do that next week over to Fletcher's. In, uh, in long I mean, I mean, it's kind of been dragging on a little bit, don't well, you think? Well, I guess it was my fault to begin with that we postponed it from Monday. Yeah. Then uh, then we postponed it. To, well, none of us could do the other days. Like, yeah. Because they're not open on Tuesdays for, for lunch. Uh, and then, uh, then there was the owner couldn't, the owner wants to be there obviously while we're there and uh, couldn't be there today. Okay. Uh, so then now we have to push it off to, which is fine. You know what? The, the, uh, the, it's worth the wait. Well, I hope so. Cause, uh, you know, my week next week is very, very busy. 
It's a oh, very really? busy week. The only day I have is yeah. Monday. That's it. Monday. What else are you doing the rest of the week? I've got appointments. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got uh, a lot of uh, uh, you know commitments to yeah. attend to, meetings, and the like. When are you going to join your supper club again? No, that's once a month. Once a month. Yeah, that's once a month. Ah. But uh, yeah, and I, like Monday is like really my only day. Oh. Yeah, like okay. Wednesday was the other option. I, I'm going to be jammed all day on Wednesday. Jammed. Jammed solid. All right. Like a bowel instruction. It's something that's it, it's unmovable. Um, speaking of uh, eating things, mm-hmm. the newest TikTok food trend, deep fried toothpicks. Why? Sometimes I wonder where we have come as far as a society has uh, evolved into. Like, it's like, are we going backwards in time now? Well, I mean, like with with the food trends that we have. I mean, they're aware that uh, those aren't food, right? Well, it's mainly a thing in South Korea. Health officials there just had to put out a statement telling people to stop doing it, much like the Tide Pod thing, or what was the other thing that people were doing that was Uh, that milk crate challenge, the milk crate challenge, things like that. This is not a product to eat. Their safety has not been verified. It's a toothpick. That's been deep fried and the, battered. The one key detail is really uh, important. This one key detail is really important, though. The toothpicks they're eating are not made of wood. Most toothpicks in South Korea are made using a mix of corn and potato starch, so that's why they are somewhat edible. Well, that changes the whole kind of thing. But if it's making people here think that you can just take a toothpick out of your uh, little right. diamond box. Yeah, but if I got a piece of like shrimp stuck between my teeth, I don't mm-hmm. need the toothpick to be fried in order to me to pull that thing out of there. No, but an edible toothpick is a beautiful thing. Don't you think? People are deep- <laughs> Not after I've picked my teeth with it. Peep- people are deep frying them in oil and posting the footage on TikTok. They puff up and kind of look like shoestring fries, but they're green. And then you toss some seasoning or powdered cheese on top, and mm. boom, you got yourself uh, something cons- uh, similar to a- the consistency of rice cakes. And just to be totally clear on this one more time, do not try doing this with wood toothpicks. These are special toothpicks that are made of actual food, not wood. It's 7 o'clock with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Your echo is... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, the Atlanta Falcons have hired themselves a brand new head coach. And despite 9,000 reports predicting the job would go to Bill Belichick, the job instead went to Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. Why? Because apparently somebody in the Atlanta Falcons organization felt that hiring the most successful head coach in NFL history would be a tremendous mistake. After all, why hire a guy whose experience has been stained with eight Super Bowl championships, six of which were won in New England? Why would a team that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2017 be interested in hiring the guy who holds the NFL record for the most playoff wins in NFL history with 31 glorious postseason victories under his belt? These are all exceptional questions, of course, but let's not sneeze at Raheem Morris and what his experience brings to the table. While it is true that his last head coaching experience was four years ago, it should be noted that back then he compiled an incredible record of five wins and seven losses when he was named the interim head coach for the Falcons when they fired Dan Quinn just five games into the 2020 season. Of course, they think enough of the guy to give him the full-time job when they had the chance. Heck no. 
They instead chose to give that job to Arthur Smith, who they just fired after three straight losing seasons. Clearly, this is not the sort of job you just want to give to the three-time NFL Coach of the Year. This is a job that should really go to a guy like Raheem Morris, whose head NFL head coaching careers resulted in 21 wins and 38 losses, including the three seasons he spent as a head coach in Tampa. Those numbers put Raheem at only 280 wins behind Bill Belichick. The difference is practically negligible. Meanwhile, the only two remaining head coach in vacancies in the, in the NFL are with Seattle and Washington. Bill's not likely to get either one of those jobs either. That means you're looking at the very real possibility that the greatest head coach in history is being unemployed and possibly overqualified. In other words, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bill Belichick kicking a dented can down the street and panhandling for loose change and selling those eight Super Bowl rings for cheap liquor and cigarettes. Something tells me that a GoFundMe page might not be too far away. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, when you have a cordless drill driver impact driver set, you're able to build almost anything. But if you go to Rockies, you can save 50 to 60 bucks on that impact driver set, DeWalt or Craftsman. And you can do it with your Ace Awards card or Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 and Motley Crue with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of rain and snow uh, today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It is uh, 38 right now in downtown Springfield. You'll uh, get the next code word for Code Word Alexa a little bit later on this hour. Your chance yeah. to win an Amazon Echo Pop right around the corner. Uh, yeah, we're pretty lucky we don't have like a lot of meetings around here. Uh, I don't when, know if you want to say that too loud because when people hear that we don't have meetings, and by that I mean like corporate officers, yeah. they say, "Well, you guys need more meetings because the morning show says you're not getting enough." Well, whatever. It's not that we're not getting enough. We have an adequate amount of meetings, but sometimes we're forced into uh, doing meetings uh, because of, let's say, a new product comes 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 our way. Yeah. And uh, yesterday uh, we had a Zoom meeting scheduled with this guy who's introducing this thing, and this is kind of actually kind of cool. The, the The system itself is actually pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, it's new software that allows yeah. us to do some pretty interesting stuff. But uh, you know, we we all got to be trained. Well, we on can this reveal. Stuff. Uh, we can reveal what it is. We're going to be able to text you, and you're going to be able to text us, which is kind of neat. It's it's like the system that yeah. they, they're they're gonna set up, and we don't have to use our phones to do it, right? Because I don't want I don't want you to get people know my phone number. But you know, I'm I'm the kind of person that's like, okay, why don't you just show me a video, and I'll I'll fast forward through the parts I don't need to hear, mm-hmm. because most of that presentation that this guy, where was he from? What, Canada, Canada. That's why that's why he kept saying template. Yeah. And a boot. A boot. Uh, but, yeah, so this guy goes on to explain what the system is, but then he's he's basically, most of it, I would say 85% of it, was for the administration portion of yeah. that. And, that, and that. Stuff and that, that had nothing to do with us and things that we're not even able to authorize to do. Well, I find that whenever we're being trained on new stuff, yeah. and every now and then it happens. Like, like a, we get like a whole new computer system. We all have to learn it because if we don't learn it, then we're screwed. And the problem with that is, you know, the, the, like there's like so much stuff that these programs do yeah. that could never have any real application uh, for guys like us in the real world right like we're not going to comprehend any of that stuff yeah. like how do i turn it on 
How do I turn it off? How do I send a message and how do I get a message? That's kind of all we really need to know. That's all I need. But the, this uh, this guy, and he's a, he's a nice enough guy. I'm not uh, I'm not putting him down or anything. But I can see why companies want people back in the office <laughs> after being on a Zoom meeting. <laughs> This is yeah, this is coming after yesterday's discussion where yeah. you think it's a good idea for people to be at home. Right. And, and and but I can see it now because this guy is like doing his presentation and then he's talking about his corgi. His corgi that and he's he's got these screenshots of the things he's trying to show us but then there's things that it was like pictures of the dog. Yeah. That he didn't mean to be it. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't have this ready for this presentation. You couldn't have just went in there and deleted those before you started the whole meeting. I mean, it I mean wasn't... Thank, thank God, goodness, it wasn't something uh, worse than a corgi. Well, that that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. I'm like, you know, people get so complacent being home mm-hmm. and, and being comfortable in their own home that you tend to be like, ah, eh, that's just like clutter on my kitchen table when yeah. I just drop it down and forget about it and worry about it later. It's like doing a bathroom selfie and not flushing the toilet first. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then, so this guy goes on with his presentation. Oh, uh, did you see the fake name that was uh, listed as one of the uh, thing? Johnny Appleseed. And I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> That's not a fake name. Well, I know Mr. Appleseed. Yeah. He yeah. has a park named after him right here in Springfield. Good point. Um, but, and this is, a, this is a, a direct criticism to one of our employees here. Okay. The person that asks the questions in the middle of these things. It's yeah. like, listen, I understand that you have questions, but save them for after when everybody else is off the call. Yeah. You know, the thing, though, yeah. uh, is I would rather have decent questions in the middle of something like this uh-huh. than when we're winding down in the final moments. Yeah. And the guy says, does anybody have any questions? And then someone has like 15 questions. Well, they I mean, this could- I would much rather have what I had yesterday I, but than that. And we've had that. We've had I know. former employees that just didn't know enough that when a meeting is wrapping up, that's not the time for questions. But, but thank God our microphones were muted because I let, as soon as that person started asking the question, I went, oh. <sighs> Why? Here's Why the, must you ask questions and prolong this? Here's the thing that actually I thought was uh, even funnier. Uh, so there's like 12 people yeah. on in this yeah. Zoom meeting. Yeah. And the only ones who had their cameras on were you and me yeah. and Alex, yeah. our boss. That was it. Yeah. And at some point, Alex turned his camera off because you know he probably had other work to do also. Right. And you and I uh, kept it on for quite a while. Yeah. And of course, you know, us being a couple of douchebags, we start texting each other right. in the middle of it. And the problem with that is, you know, when when you and I text each other, it's usually, you know, foul. It's usually disgusting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Often peppered with some level of humor. Right. And you and I kind of reacted like a couple of high school boys. Of course. Because that's what we do. I mean, we're that's adults. That's our job. We're adults, but deep inside. Right. We're just a couple of giggly little boys. Yeah. And uh, you start laughing, and then I start laughing. Yeah. And then and then the den mom chimes in. Yeah. What are you two boys laughing at? Right. And of course, we weren't going to tell her. But uh, at that point, I was like, "How much longer should I really keep the camera on here?" 
It, well, I, I figured that out first. I, I was like, I really got to get up and go make myself a coffee over there. At yeah. The, uh, coffee pot. I'm just going to put this video on pause and still listen to the audio. So I got up, got my coffee, brought, brought it back to the table. And uh, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even need to have this camera on. Nobody else has their camera on. Because at that point, Alex had, 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 had shut yeah. his off anyway. And then I was the last one. Yeah. The last one with a camera on, and I thought, like, there's like 11 people in here, and no one's got a camera on. Why is my camera on? What, what? am What am I trying to accomplish here? But I, I, I say this because I know how lucky we are that we don't have to do this all day long. Now those folks upstairs, they got to do that all the time. Well, they're in training sessions right, constantly. That's what I'm talking about. Not just with with uh, outside companies, but with even within yeah. our company. But I know people. In their own jobs, you know, outside of this place, where Zoom meetings is all they do. I know. I mean, we you know, we may have like one meeting here, or it may just be like a like a hallway discussion, and that's yeah. usually where most of the information gets passed. But there are places and employers that where that's Zoom. It's Zoom meetings all day. You could be up to like you know five Zoom meetings in a day. Each one's like an hour and a half long. Oh God, I could. That, I couldn't live that way. That thing was just over an hour yesterday, and I was just like, oh man, this was like just over an hour too long. Yeah, <laughs> what that and, was. And, and the problem is, you're gonna have yeah. plenty of people who are listening to this going. You guys had an hour long Zoom meeting and you're complaining. I would I would kill to have I, an hour long uh, Zoom and, meeting. And that's what I'm getting at. I realize how lucky we are that we don't have to sit through and do those things that are just such a bore yeah. for us to sit through and listen to. Which, and, which is why yeah. I'm also grateful for the antiquated soft uh, software we have in so many other different aspects of this place. Yeah, we don't have to be uh, trained on anything new. No, because it, uh, we're still running Windows ninety five over here. On, You're damn uh, right. On the one computer, <laughs> you know that's how we get our that's how we get our Windows update. If we want to paint pictures, we just open up Microsoft Paint. We yeah. can just start painting a logo. Like like a, a while back, we all had to be trained on some software that none of us to this day really know how to use to its capacity. Well, but that was also there was there was two sessions of that. One was the actual one where it was pertaining to us. Yeah. And then we were required to go to the one that had nothing to do. Again, this admin kind of thing. Like, they're never going to give us permission to use that because we're not <laughs> responsible enough. We're not, they're not going to allow us to have the most amount of fun in this. No, but I, I'm just like, because I'm thinking, when this guy's talking yesterday, I'm thinking, oh, wait, that would be a great way to send out a broad message. And then you realize, oh, we can't do that. Yeah, that has to be done by a by a professional, by the den mom upstairs, or uh, yeah. or, or, or like a schedule. You could, there's a scheduler that allows you to do that. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. that's all very well and good, but that's not something that we can do. But uh, you know, knowing where people come from and what they experience on a day, you have to every once in a while immerse yourself in the torture of a Zoom meeting. To understand where these people who work all day behind a behind a computer are coming from, yeah, I understand that. But you know, I, I, there's a part of me though that kind of feels bad for the the Canadian dude that's trying to train you know idiots like us. You got twelve people in the Zoom call. Everyone's got their their cameras off. No one's asking questions except for one person. Then you have to wonder: Is this training connecting with anybody on this call? Mm. How do I know there's people still? In front of their uh, in front of their their screens, paying attention to what I'm telling them well, for an hour, and then, and then like you know you know the unnecessary uh, history of his career, which 
you know, he's talking about the history of the company, which has been around for seven years. However, he's only been there for six months. But he's good enough to be training he's people. He's good enough to train. But that kind of tells you something, doesn't it? How, how how easy it is to, you know. Or how low we are on the totem pole. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like we, that's what I'm saying. Getting, we're not getting the good trainer. We're getting the guy that just started. Yeah, well, because they know we're a lost cause and we don't really, we're not going to pay attention to much of what's going on during and a presentation. That's, that's not a like self defeating false. Uh, uh, you know, humility here. That's that's actually an accurate description of who we are. You know what we should do? We should all have lunch together on Zoom. That would increase morale. Oh, right my God. We have to have our cameras up? Yep. Oh, my God. And we have to each show. It would be like a show and tell around the office. Like, even because you know, we're home by the time these people are eating lunch here. Mm-hmm. So we could join in the conversation and then show everybody what we're eating. Like I think that would be a good show. Yeah, and tell, that, don't that you would think? that would be a great uh, a great sign would of like uh, do that teamsmanship. Would you like to do that with me? <laughs> Eat and z- have a, a Zoom lunch? Well, yeah. I mean, every day people listen to Dan Williams to find out what sandwich Kim packed him for the day. Yeah, but he's not putting it on camera. No, but he's talking about it. It's either tuna salad or chicken salad or uh, whatever other delicious meal that Kim makes. Well, you know, listen, uh, you know, he's, uh, and he's, uh, he's a very healthy guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's eating very healthy lunches as he- opposed to you and I where, you know, where, where Brackley, uh, you know, doing the Jeffrey Tubin on that thing. Well, that's what I was going to get at, too. Uh, you had mentioned that. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I think you even pointed it out that it would make this whole meeting more interesting if you had just dropped trowel and started, uh, you know, uh, wrestling the bald-headed champion on the Zoom call. Yeah, I was going to I was yeah. going to read what I wrote, but then I just read it again. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to yeah, say you that. Can't, you can't, can't say what you, what you wrote. But, uh, yeah. hey, but look, he's, uh, oh, what's Bax doing? Oh, he's feeding baloney to the Smurfs <laughs> over there. And learning how to run the software. Yeah, watch out. It's 724 on Rock 102. It's uh, 7.27 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown, he's got the forecast for you. He is the expert. Uh, If you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast brought to you by uh, Marcot Ford. They got you back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcot Ford in Holyoke. All you got to do is subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe and uh, you'll be alerted to when there's new episodes. And guess what? It costs you nothing. Oh really? What kind of what kind of thing can you subscribe to? It'll cost you nothing. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. It would I mean, if if you like, for example, you uh, want to watch a postseason football game and you can only see it on like uh, on Peacock. Ooh. You got to pay for that when you subscribe. <laughs> Peacock. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. funny. But yeah. you don't have to pay for it if you're listening. To, if you uh, want to become uh, a, a subscriber to uh, the Bax and Nagel Daily Podcast, and you'd also get Baxi's musical podcast thrown right in. You get all that stuff. Oh, look at that. Yeah. All right there. Right there in the uh, plane. And you can listen to uh, all that stuff on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Are you, uh, are you antici- speaking of Peacock, are you anticipating any watching any football games this oh, weekend? Yes, I will be watching both games. Which, uh, which, which, who are you rooting for? Who's your, who's your favorites in these, uh, these matchups? Well, I have to tell you, Steve, uh, I, now that the, the Packers are out of it, I'm going hard for, uh, for Detroit. To uh to win it all, yeah. But I think uh, they probably won't. But I think it'll be Detroit against Baltimore. Ah, uh, see, I think it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers against Baltimore uh, eventually. Why would you say that? Well, because that's part of the script that the NFL put out uh, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They put the logo out and they showed the colors on the uh, logo, and right. uh, you know that's uh, that's what's going to happen. Right. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, you believe that. I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore, Detroit. I'm going to go with San Francisco and Baltimore. How about that? And the winner of which? Uh, Baltimore. Because their color of the logo uh-huh. is on the bo- or their colors are on the bottom of the Super Bowl logo, which has typically been the winner of the Super Bowl. I the last see. Five or six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we heard it from Aaron Rodgers yesterday. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's 7:33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police said shut down the X intersection in Springfield's Forest Park neighborhood early yesterday morning following an underground electrical unit explosion. Springfield Fire Captain Droopy Monty said the uh, Eversource confirmed an underground electrical unit exploded around 3 a.m. Oh, no. The manhole covers are blown off. Somebody's manhole is smoking. There's a smoldering manhole when that the X. Ha- when that happened, uh, several manhole covers became dislodged along the road. No injuries were reported. Eversource spokesperson Priscilla Rest uh, said they received an emergency call about smoking manholes. And when Eversource crews arrived, they found smoke coming out of a manhole. <laughs> There's just something so dirty about that. I don't know. It just really yeah. does. Uh, soon after one of the manhole covers was lifted, there was visible fire and smoke. Three other manhole covers were also <laughs> dislodged. We did shut off power so they could safely investigate the manholes and work on the repairs. We sent an alert to customers at 5.30 a.m. to prepare for this outage. Now, the traffic, it was shut down for quite some time yesterday, but now the traffic is able to go through. However... It is, uh, like, they're taking up some lanes of Sumner Avenue. Sure. So there's only, like, one lane to go through the actual intersection. Even though it's not closed, I would find a different way to get around because you're going to have some traffic problems. I'm sure there's already uh, some traffic problems going on right now. Yeah. So. And, there's, and there's, listen, there's loads of ways to get around the X. Loads. Loads and loads. Yeah. I mean, you, you listen, uh, you don't want to be there when the, you know there's been a, a, a fiery manhole. No more fiery manholes around here. <laughs> uh, after de- Not in this neck of the woods. After decades of memories for Smith College students, the school's botanical garden announced last week the famous swing tree on campus will need to be cut down oh, due to decay. Jesus. Every year, the college takes a look at the health of all the trees on campus and removes that are any that are considered unhealthy. This year, five trees will be removed, including the nearly 100-year-old sugar maple above uh, Paradise Pond that holds the swinging bench. The tree conta- uh, contains extensive decay on its major limbs and will soon not be able to hold the swing. No more swinging up at Smith College. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, swingers up in Northampton. They're going to be very upset to hear this, but uh, sometimes uh, swinging in those conditions are not healthy. Yeah, uh, and don't worry uh, if you feel like there's one less tree for those kids to hug up there. Yeah, they'll find other trees they, to, they, to, they plant to snuggle up with. They planted 20 new ones last year, so there's yeah. 20 more trees for the for the, the huggers to, to hold. A lot of saddened swingers up there, though. A lot of saddened swingers. No more swinging at Smith College. Nope. You'll have to take that to the Munger Hill section of Westfield now, where all the other pineapples are upside down <laughs> hanging on the doors. Yeah, they planted 20 new trees. New trees are scheduled to be planted in the spring as well. Uh, but it's going to take 100 years to put a swing up. 
Yes, it will. Uh, almost two years ago, the principal of Plains Elementary School in South Hadley, Henry Scala, passed away, and now his name will be forever connected to the school. Scala was the principal of the school from 2016 until his passing in April of 2022, and the East Longmeadow resident was evidently very well liked. After the school committee approved the proposal, the president of the PTA at Plains Elementary, Megan Bartlett, created a GoFundMe to help purchase uh, new signs to rename the school. The fundraiser is now uh, five days old and has the support of teachers, families, staff, and school committee members with the district. As of Wednesday afternoon, the GoFundMe has already raised about $3,400. Now, uh, this guy, I actually met this guy. I did an event there at uh, Plains Elementary a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, very nice guy. And Un- it was an unfortunate thing. He, he he wind up having cancer, and unfortunately, he passed away. But by all accounts, this guy was like very well liked, very very good principal. That's the kind of building that that's the kind of thing that somebody should be named after, as opposed to a guy who's sitting on the board making the decision to name a school after himself. Exactly, huh. a guy who's living. Yeah, it's not even like uh, you know. Uh, the but guy it's an that, active member of the board. Yeah, this, ah, yeah. And we're 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 talking about that. What's his name? Sapelli. Yeah, over in over in Agawam. Yeah, you, and he's he's a very popular guy too, and yeah. uh, you know, mayor and everything. But uh, he's sitting on the board that makes the choice. Uh, well, what do you think? We'll take the vote to name this school after you. Oh, okay. Does anybody else oppose? I don't. <laughs> You know, but then they use like taxpayer funds to to do all that and put up the new signage. Like here is a guy that completely deserves to be to have a building named after him. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, these family this these PT, members of the PTA and the school and the members of the school community have to raise their own funds yeah. to change the sign. It's so stupid how you know, we do things around here. Well, we talked about this a couple months ago. You know, I, I mentioned this, and I and I really believe this. You know, uh, I am so humble and so filled with natural humility Mm -hmm. that uh, I would never want something named after me while I'm still alive. I'm not going to be that kind of guy that says, you know, there needs to be like a a backs from Rock 102 bridge or uh, an overpass named after me. I mean, if you want to make that decision after I'm gone, that's fine. But I'm not going to stand here and, and, uh, and lobby for it while I'm still standing. Yeah, that's obnoxious. And yeah. again, you know, humility is my finest trait. Because think about it, that bridge would be called something else anyway, right? Like the South End Bridge. It's called the Julia. What is it? Julia B. Buxton or Julia A. Buxton? I don't know, yeah. whatever the name. I don't even know who Julia Buxton is. Me either. But I hear she was nice. I heard she was really nice. She liked to bring people together. Yeah. She she made people come together, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's why they put that bridge up in her name. Well, right? maybe she should spend some time up in Northampton with the swingers. But aren't, like, all, all the, all, well, no, Munger Hill now. It's where the pineapples are. Uh, aren't, like, all these bridges named? Um, I don't know. Is the North End Bridge named after anybody? It probably is. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, the Memorial Bridge, that's the one that's downtown. Yeah. And then the North End Bridge. Yeah, and the South End Bridge is the J- Julia Buxton. So I, there must be a name. I mean, probably not all named after uh, people, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but still, uh, you know, I mean, like uh, like Pynchon Park. Yeah. Well, I was named after somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's Pynchon? I believe uh, he was a baker and used to uh, bake uh, loaves of bread. I'm sure you've all had the Pynchon Loaf. Oh, I've pinched. I've had a pension loaf before. Sometimes it's not pretty, though. 
doesn't come out the way it was uh, intended to. Well, but listen, uh, <laughs> we've all, you know, we could all stand a loaf, but, but the pinch and loaf. But again, I mean, this this is the kind of thing that really needs to be, like, it should be named after people who deserve to be named a very right. well-liked individual, a guy who, well, it, you know. It's, it's not to say that Bill Sapelli isn't a guy that you know, deserves his name on something. It's just, you know, it, you, he but, needs to have recused himself from the board or right. wait until he's but, off the board right. before doing that. Somebody else should decide that. Yeah. You shouldn't have not, you should have had, you had, you should have recused yourself from the process of that to right. begin with. This is why I'm, yeah. I, you're, you're never going to hear out of my mouth except for this one time because I'm using this as a hypothetical situation. Yeah. You should never uh, just, you know, lobby for uh, the, you know, Baxi's North End Bridge. Actually, I kind of like that, the sound of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds all very well and good, but uh, yeah, but I'm not going to be the one to initiate that conversation. Yeah. Other than what I just said, but again, purely hypothetical, mostly just for the sake of argument rather than you know me actually lobbying for the North End Bridge to be named after me. You know, uh, John Oliver from, uh, um, not the uh, former- From uh, HBO. Yeah, the HBO guy. Yeah. He he has the the thing in, I think it's Danbury or Waterbury. Yeah, right. Some, Danbury. Yeah, Danbury. Thing. He's got the uh, the sewage treatment plant named after him, but that was only because they were low on money. And he said, "If I donate, you know, whatever amount of money, would you name the sewage treatment plant after me?" And they did. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, who's Bondi? Who's this? Who's that guy? Bondi's I don't know. Island. <laughs> I don't know. Can you imagine that? Like. I, I, I'd like to know the history of that. Was that a guy who was well-liked, Mr. Bondi? I would think, based upon what they do, no. Yeah. Right. It would be like, oh, you know what? He was a great guy. Let's name the crap facility yeah. after him over on the island in West Springfield. Let's find a way to combine uh, you know, Fred Bondi with human waste. Is that what his name was, Fred Bondi? I'm just, I'm just making that up. I don't know if his name is Fred. You no, know, we got to start finding out the history of these things around here before we start spouting our mouths off about stuff <laughs> it's like we're, we're just we're, you know we're worse than this ai generated <laughs> photography that everybody's worried about taylor swift getting to be a victim of uh when we don't even know the actual facts do you see the story uh about the uh the springfield guy that won a, a million dollars on a scratch ticket in east law Meadow? no yeah i uh, i'll save the guy's name because yeah you know, i don't want to you know you could read it on 22 i don't well, want to just say his name it's on 22 let's just say his name is ken uh-huh. and uh ken scratches a, a, a does a scratchy the other two million dollar 50 times cash word instant yeah. game ticket uh-huh. did it on the uh the 22nd four days ago yeah wins himself a million bucks and he does it at the pride station here in east long Meadow, the oh. one that's uh, off the uh, the rotary I bought scratch tickets there all the time. Yeah, I'm one jack squat. Yeah, in fact, I was here. thinking for a moment that uh, that pride may have been uh, I don't know jinxed. Apparently, it's not jinxed, and they just got a ten thousand dollar check for selling that ticket. Well, congratulations to Pride for yeah. selling things that were randomly given to them. Uh, Ken receives a one-time payment of $650,000 before taxes because yeah. he chose to take it all in one big fat lump. You wind up getting like three hundred grand by the time it's all done. Like it's, it's not nowhere near a million dollars. I know, but if but I wouldn't mind being that guy, you know, for a little bit. You know, if I had an extra 300000 uh, 
Yeah. You know, tax-free. You know, burning a hole in my pocket. There's no telling them what I might do. Like what? What are you going to do with it? You know what I would do in, in town? <clears throat> I would invest in building a bank in East Longmeadow. This oh, is yeah. the this, this this town is so behind the times with a with a shocking lack of banking facilities. You know what we need more robbers in town. That's what we need. No, we don't need more robbers. We no, just I, need more banks. Yeah, but all the banks are here. They don't need to be robbed. I don't want to I don't want to be a bank robber. I want to be uh, like the Mr. Drysdale of 2024. You don't have to be the bank robber. You can fund somebody to be the bank robber. You know, I've always wanted to be a banker. Did you? Yeah. What happened, though? <sighs> well, it's a long story, Steve. Uh, you know what? Now that you, you uh, mentioned that, there was a guy, um, this was going back years ago, but of course TikTok, you know, likes to take stories from, you know, 10 years ago and put them up on, on there. There were, it was this guy uh, who pretended he walked into a Walmart in Oklahoma. Okay. Dressed with like a tactical vest on. All right. And a hat that said Loomis on it. Now, Loomis is one of the major companies that does like, uh, what do they call those? Armored trucks and all that yeah. stuff. Like Brinks. He walks into the Walmart. Walks up to the counter and says, I'm from Loomis. And the employee goes, oh, here you go. And hands $75,000 over the counter. And the guy walks out the door and gets into his car and takes off. And then 20 minutes later, the actual Loomis guy shows up going, <laughs> hey, I'm here for the uh, the pickup. And 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 from by all accounts, all these comments that were on this, uh, this story, <laughs> the, the people were like, yeah, they don't check IDs at all. So, and I said, this is a per. I'm, and I'm, and this happened back in 2015. So I'm sure, yeah, that there are plans in place now to make sure that the person that you're giving the money well, to actually works for the company that says who they are. And there's probably a hell of a lot more security cameras up at a Walmart too now. Well, they had all. Th- that was the other thing. There was there was a lot of security cameras there too, and they have clear pictures of this guy. And I don't even know. It, oh, and they they had they did make they eventually made an arrest for this guy, but it took them a while to find him. But what a what great a, idea! It is a great idea, and it, you know, for all the you know the criminals that uh, do stupid things, yeah, this is a pretty elaborate plan. That what what a well, great, it's elaborate, but it's simple. Yeah, because and, and the simplicity is really the magic of the whole thing. But go go back to you know what we've talked about before. If you just look like you play the part, mm-hmm. people will believe you. Yeah, people will believe you if it looks like you belong. Mm-hmm. Like if you look like if you look like an actual Loomis guy, yeah. they'll believe you every time. And one of the things that they said, you know, in this news report because they're doing this, the you know, it was the news report before the guy got arrested. Yeah, one thing. He had a Loomis uh, hat and shirt on. The only thing that was missing was the actual Loomis logo. But think about it. How many people would even pay attention to that? If you look like you're official, you have the vest on, you're you're dressed almost exactly like the Loomis guy is. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's also part of the Mandela effect where if he looks like he's in, like for all you know, it could be, well, maybe Loomis updated their uniforms. You don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of rain and snow and a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. John Rock at 752 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a mix of rain and snow today, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley, and a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It is 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have the, their Amazon X. Go dots, which they won from us at Rock 102. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we've given away these things uh, over the years, forever. Yeah. Well, the brand new one is the Amazon Echo Pop. It's a brand new little device. It works great, and we happen to have a whole big fat stack of them that we're giving away. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna give you today's code word. Then you're gonna want to go to Rock102.com before noon today. You enter that code word for your chance to win, courtesy of Yingling Flight. Today's code word, Steve. For, Ama- for, uh, for, uh, for for today's uh, Amazon Echo Pop is the word app. App. That is spelled A-P-P. You down with A-P-P? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, so yeah that's what I thought. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the, uh, the word today is app. app. So good luck to you. Like a, as an appetizer or application? Uh, either one would yeah. be fine, but I think in this case it would be more like an application. I like the word appetizer. Because it's teasing you for the rest of the dinner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, yeah. I do. I do. Hey, you know what? Asking you shall receive. I now have the history of Bondi's Island. You do? Yeah. Oh, great. I wish we had some uh, crappy music to go along with us. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't have any uh, music. We don't have any toilet music. Well, actually, uh, where's that Tom Petty song that we're going to play? Wait, listen, what? be nice. Be, be kind. Uh, this is a uh, listener submitted to... Uh, and who knew there was a website called waterandsewer.org? <laughs> is, it, is it like a newsletter or something? Uh, like a, like, like something uh, you receive uh, once a week in the mail? Well, it's like uh, it's like this little history uh, uh, thing. And, and one of the entries on here is Bondi's Island, a history behind the name. From his native Italy, Luigi Bondi came, to, came to Springfield with his wife and children in the late 1800s. With a successful venture in the produce business under his belt, he began acquiring land in around Springfield. In and around Springfield, he purchased an island, Bondi's Island, on the Connecticut River in 1889 for the small price of $100. It was common practice in those days to measure real estate and approximations to local landmarks. Unfortunately, landmarks change as time goes on, so it's not known for certain where the original Bondi's Island lies. Uh, speculation in local lore has the island under the west end of the Memorial Bridge. So why is Springfield is the Springfield Regional Wastewater Treatment Facility nicknamed Bondi's Island? Locals have said that Luigi Bondi also purchased land in West Springfield, surrounded on three sides by uh, the water, Connecticut and Agawam Rivers. These plots of land are guessed to be what was known as Big Island and Hermit Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hermit Island was known to some as Little Island or Campbell's Island. He had peach trees on the island for his produce business and had plans to make a recreation area one day. Oh, it's a recreation area. Oh, yeah. Area. I wouldn't want to eat out of there, but it's a recreation I wouldn't area. want to recreate back there either. As time went on, the course of the river may have changed or branches may have been filled in or dried up, and the two islands became one. Oh, like islands in the stream. That, that is, is what, what they are. are. This is the uh, plot of land that Luigi uh, said was, was said to have purchased in his current location of the SRWTF, it's the <coughs> Springfield Regional Waste, you know, you know, the whole thing. The first wastewater treatment plant was built in 1938, and at the time, it was a state-of-the-art primary treatment uh, plant 
that contributed greatly to the equality of the Connecticut and Chicopee Rivers. However, it was not until 1960 that the sewage generated in Springfield went to the treatment facility. In 1968, the land northwest of the treatment plant started being used as a landfill, and by now, more of the water being treated at the treatment plant was coming from surrounding communities. As a result of the 1972 Clean Water Act and increased demand being placed on the plant, a new state-of-the-art regional secondary wastewater treatment plant uh, was put on the line. So there you go. That's the history of Bondi's Island. A far cry hmm. from the recreational park Luigi Bondi has envisioned uh, over a century ago. But it is hoped that he would advocate the use of his land as an environmental protection tool. When did uh, Mr. Bondi pass away? A long, a long time ago. Well, it, I mean, he it was 1880-something. Oh, so 1880s. Okay, well then, all right. He probably died in the early 1900s. <sighs> Can you imagine if he were still alive today? One, he never would have made it. But if he did, how he would feel about his own land being turned into a place yeah. that processes human waste? Where the peach trees? <laughs> I sure could have used a nicer peach. I used to grow corn here, and now there's just a corn floating in the water. <laughs> Isn't it disgusting? We've gone from peaches to poopage. Yeah. Hey, you imagine being named Luigi and being a plumber? It's like uh, your whole life was planned out. Nintendo already uh, wrote your history that uh, Luigi be, would be the brother. He would have been better off uh, having primates throw barrels at him down a hill. Absolutely. Why can't you be more like a, your brother, Luigi? <laughs> you know, Mario, the one that drives. Yeah. How come uh, How come uh, the Mario game never had any, like, uh, wastewater coming out? You know, like... There were a couple uh, uh, underwater. Well, yeah, but none levels were, on that. Uh, that were, they were all blue in hue. There wasn't uh, anything. Like yeah, wasn't anything that floating it was, around in there. I mean, a plumber would have to run into some kind of disgusting mess once in a while. It's seven fifty-eight. Open line Friday coming up moments from now with Rockwood Oats. And now Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, when you come to the door of any Massachusetts-based casino, you can't just bust through and start gambling at will. You must be above a certain age to enjoy the thrills and excitement of losing your shirt in a regulated, license-carrying casino gambling facility. And that 21-year-old threshold is the industry standard for every state in the country except Wyoming, Minnesota, Iowa, and Idaho. But try to get away with some underage gambling outside of that four-state area, and you'll be asking for trouble. Why, just look at New England Patriot rookie wide receiver Kayshawn Booty. Kayshawn is a sassy young fella who's just been arrested by police in Louisiana for illegal sports betting while he was still a student at LSU. Kayshawn didn't turn 21 until last May, and according to the warrant for his arrest, Kayshawn not only illegally bet on sporting events, he was also placing bets from as far back as April of 2022 when he was just 20 years old. How did he think he's going to get away with it? By allegedly gambling online under an assumed name. That act of brazenly reckless computer fraud under the age of 21 has resulted in Kayshawn Booty being charged with a felony. Because you see, during April of 2022 until May of last year, more than 8,900 bets were placed under that account, 17 of which were college football games, and according to police, six of those games involved LSU. Now, I should point out that while the Patriots are claiming they are aware of the charges against Kayshawn Booty, there's nobody out there screaming for leniency because of his undeniable impact on the Patriots' offense this year. I mean, 
dude's a six-round draft pick. Only accounted for two catches for 17 yards during the five games that he played this season. Nevertheless, I think when you've racked up over 8,000 bets during an 11-month span of time, including bets on the very team you're playing for, that suggests that you might have somewhat of a gambling problem. And if you've committed crimes using fraudulent information on the internet and you happen to be underage, that suggests that you might have some legal problems to go along with the impending and abrupt end of your professional football career as well. Of course, that's not a foregone conclusion, but I wouldn't bet against it. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You love birds? So does Catherine of the Palmer Rockies. Katie by, uh, Birders Blend and Katie Songbird Blend. Buy one, get one free at Rockies. Plus, you got good people, bird lovers like Catherine and Palmer and Rock Solid Service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Whitesnake with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be a mix of snow and rain today with a high of 39. Uh, tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 39. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live Friday! That's the number for Open Line Friday. Again, let's establish the rules. Uh, No profanity, no hate speech, no being stupid. None of that stuff. None of it. I mean, we'll take a certain amount of stupid, but not too stupid. I mean, really. I mean, this show's already stupid enough. We don't need to make it stupider. Anyway, so we'll uh, wait for the phones to uh, to blow up. Oh, they're already Uh, already already starting. Okay, here we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Is hi, this is Jonah. Okay, Jonah. The questions are only going to tougher as we go along. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, wanted to say hi. My brother here. Hi. Hey, uh, Jonah and his brother. Good to see you. Good to see you too. What are you What are you guys doing? Yes. Say hi. Hi. Oh, who's that? That's our other brother. Oh. How old are you guys? He's uh, 14, I'm 12, and he's 5. What kind of irresponsible parents are letting you listen to this program? <laughs> Their uncle who does the driving. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Who does the, oh, the uncle. Yeah, the crazy yeah. uncle. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, listen, enjoy your day. Right, have thank a, you. Have a nice day. Thank you, thank you. All right. How about, All right. How about that? <laughs> got the kids in the car. That's yeah. great. All right. Rock 102, good I got morning. A, I got a joke for those kids. Yeah, well, okay. Keep your yeah. pants on. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, boys. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, So Vince. early. Ooh, and so wow. And, and wow. I know, dude. Yeah, I had to get in here, you know? I, you know, I wanted to say, you know, when, when you guys were talking about Bondi's Island, I actually looked it up, too, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be great to talk about Bondi's Island, being a plumber and everything. But then, um, yeah, then you guys looked it up also, and I was like, dang, man, you guys burned it out, you know? Yeah, we did. We we yeah, bring yeah. the sizzle. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm so sorry we, uh, we you know, we doused the fire on that one, but... Uh... <laughs> and I had to, then I had to actually then say, too, is that being that I'm a plumber, I wanted to talk about two documentaries about being a plumber. The 1994 Super Mario movie, that one documented very well how we are plumbers. And the newest one, the kids' version of that documentary, Super Mario's, that, that 
that definitely showed off how plumbers really work. You know, we're we're just going, we're magical. You know, stuff oh, yeah. like that. Oh yeah, magical. <laughs> I mean, the things you guys do with a toilet and a wrench—unbelievable. Well, you, have you found your print? For, don't forget. Don't forget. You know, your number two is my number one. Uh oh, I see what you yeah, did there. Yeah, it's hey, now, did you find a Princess Peach yourself? I did, brother. I did, man. I got my Princess Peaches. You know. Isn't that kind of weird? They, they get Luigi Bondi wanted to plant peach trees. It's it's like all tied into Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and he's Luigi. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's, that's almost as good of a conspiracy as your NFL theory. Yes, that yeah. one. Uh, you know, I've been I've been researching that one, and that one's been a pretty good uh, yeah. conspiracy Those act are, right there. Aaron Rodgers said it. It's NFL facts now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, do you have any? Uh, but hey, real quick, real yep. quick. Yeah. Um, what's up to my boys at Plimpton? That's all I got to go, and then uh, my other buddies. All right. All right. Oh, fair oh, enough. Well, Quick. Thank one. you very much. Right. Have a Later, good weekend. Vince. Have a good all right. One. Uh, rock one. Uh, rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Vince the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Vince? Uh, I want to tell you guys about a story. I don't want to do any shout outs today. So uh, today, I or yesterday, I was taking a drain at some guy's house yeah. and this uh, brown liquid started to come out so I decided to taste it. Okay. Alright. All right. Okay. You. you know, that's yeah. not, it's like, that's not, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Rock 102, good morning, who's this? This is Giuseppe Bondi. <laughs> yeah, the grandson of uh, my grandfather, Giuseppe. Yeah. And I wanted to let you know before my grandfather passed, he wanted everybody to know that he didn't give a crap about Bondi's Island. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah, wanted yeah. to grow those peach trees. Yeah, right. You uh, right. boys are doing a good job. All right. Well, thanks thank very for much. Okay. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Alex. Hey, hey Alex, what's up? I'm trying to speak to a Mr. Nagel. You're, you're speaking with him Mr. right Nagel. now. What's up, Alex? Mr. Nagel, this is Alex Jones. And I'm very disappointed that you let the whole world in on that the Super Bowl is rigged. <laughs> How did you know? Well, because I knew, uh, I had to tell everybody those chemicals that are coming out of the F-16 jet fighters that fly over the uh, football stadiums are making everybody believe that the Super Bowl is real. When well, in fact, well, really it's rigged. It. I really appreciate You're it. welcome. Now get Thank off my so phone. <laughs> Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hey, it's Rodney Dangerfield from Agawam. <laughs> what, what is this, Impression Day? <laughs> hey, Rodney Dangerfield from Agawam, what's up? Hey, you guys are great. You know, you guys, great show, Dax and Nagel. Yeah. You guys really seem to care about what I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, 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 that's good. That's a, that's a good hey, impression. Uh, I, hey, I found a, a picture of you guys. You two get familiar in a hot tub, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Let's see, here's Dax, here's Steve. What's with Dave Coombs? I don't know. That, we have a lot of people that, ask that been question. Asking that question for a couple of years now. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call. All right, have a good weekend. Uh, you too. All right, uh, Rock One Hundred and Two. Good morning. Is this? Hey, how's it going? It's Brandon. Hey, hey Brandon, Brandon. What's, what's up? up? Not what's going on, man. I just wanted to say today is the fucking. Oh, oh uh, come yeah. on, dude! Springfield's Why'd class? you do that's that? That's, why, that's what I'm telling you about. You know, oh, unbelievable. Oh my god. <sighs> Yeah, All right, let's we try got, this one. Yeah, we got Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. This is Joe. I just wanted to mention, I just don't... This is Joe. The president don't want the people not to forget me in Massachusetts. 
Okay. All right. All right. We'll make sure that uh, what, no one what, forgets what, what, you. What's going on? Is there something in the water? Is there something in that wastewater that's coming out of that Bondi's? I island? think once we had the burning yeah. manholes, yeah. everything yeah. went to everything, everything went the hell out of handbasket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's uh, right. see what else we got here. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Bax. Hey, Steve. This is Bill from Springfield. How are you today? Good, uh, Bill. Good, Bill. How are you? Good, good. Hey, Bax, I just want to say you made a good choice with the Detroit Lions if they go all the way. That's who I'm picking to. Hopefully they, they uh, win the Super Bowl. I like to see that. It's, a, it's America's team, Bill. America's team. It sure is. And I'll tell you, Green Bay uh, put up a good game with the 49ers. I was impressed. Yeah. So, Hell of a game. That's man. what the NFL wants yeah. you to think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, you keep up the good work. Keep us laughing with that Kardashian and everything. You guys keep up the good work and uh, stay safe out there, okay? Thank All right, you so thanks much for the call, man. Day. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Justin. How are we doing, boys? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I um, just want to bring up the old the whole Super Bowl thing Steve's been talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I just think he's full of it, honestly. Uh, the Chiefs are going to win this weekend, in my opinion. Chiefs. And did did we just get a imposter, Vince the Plumber? We did. You did. We did. Yeah. 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 Of yeah. all the people doing imposter, uh, that was the one they went with. I was actually kind of surprised that every caller after that didn't say, "Hey, it's Vince the Plumber." Yeah, that uh, that, that is something. Man. <laughs> all right. Vince, yeah, yeah. That's that's what. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much. Okay. It must be go. the weather this morning. It might be. I don't know. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Dan. How are you guys doing today? Good, good Dan. Dan. What's, What's on that? your mind? Uh, I just heard you say something about calling Detroit Lions America's team. That's awesome, dude. Way better than Dallas Cowboys. No yeah. kidding. Am I right about that? Listen, they haven't won a championship yeah. in 67 years. It's This is their yeah. last and only shot at it. If they don't win it this year, it's never going to happen. And according to the NFL script, it's not going to happen. The Baltimore Ravens are going to win. So, well, yeah. the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going to be hard to beat Lamar Jackson. But still, I love to hear America's team for Detroit. That goes back for me with Barry Sanders on Thanksgiving. And there you go. That was yeah. awesome. Now you're talking. All right. Hey, today, hey to both you guys. You guys do a great job. Appreciate it. Good morning. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, Daniel uh, from Springfield. Hi, Daniel. How are you, Dan? All right, good. I I just wanted to call to say hi, and you're doing a great job. Okay. Thank you. So are you. You're doing a fine job listening over there. Yeah. All right, thank you. Have a good day. You too. All right, very good. Should we take one more? Yeah, what the hell? Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. This is Jake the Historian. How you doing? Uh, Good, Jake. What's going on? Uh, I got a couple jokes for you today. I'm going to be lighthearted. Jake the okay. historian with some jokes. <laughs> Why do? Yeah. Why do bald men have holes in their pockets? Why do bald men have holes in their pockets? So they can run their fingers through their hair. Uh, <laughs> their holy hair. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, no, I get I that. Okay. What's the difference between an Israeli and an Israelite? What? A third less calories. Oh, I get it because they're light. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. All right. Well, very good. Right. Right. That was worth it. Do you have one more? Okay. All right. Yeah. One more for the anti gun people. Okay. Guns kill people. Uh-huh. Pencils misspell. Cars drive drunk. And spoons make people fat. 
You guys have a good day. Take yeah. care. And yeah. drug addicts call in radio shows and have <laughs> crappy jokes. There you go. Okay. okay. I think we're good there. I think. What? What? There must be something in that wastewater. There must have been a loss of cabin pressure. It's all I can think of. It's that affecting may- people's heads. I think I'm going with your theory. Yeah. The manhole explosion did something to throw off the equilibrium of everybody in the Springfield area. It's 823 on Rock 102. What is going on here? Urban Bar- 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, uh, somebody pointed out, and uh, I agree, uh, maybe we shouldn't hold open line Fridays on a full moon. Because that was awful. That was, uh, what was that all about? I don't know, but see, that's uh, that's kind of the risk you take, you yeah. see, when you do open lines. And uh, sometimes it uh, sometimes it clicks. Yeah, and sometimes and sometimes, sometimes you got that. Yeah. Hey, uh, tonight I'm going to be at MGM, the Aria Ballroom. It's uh, Free Music Friday. It is back. This is the uh, the first week of a series of uh, great shows coming to, uh, to MGM. Uh, tonight it's Blushing Brides, the original tribute to the Rolling Stones. This is a band that's been together since 19... 19- 79 good long time uh for this band uh doing stuff uh, with the rolling stones stop by the rock 102 table to register for your chance to win some pretty cool prizes it's tonight seven to nine the aria ballroom at mgm with me and the road crew from rock 102 springfield's classic rock now if that's not your thing you can join me tonight and uh in east hampton at the uh, American Legion on Pleasant Street mm-hmm. uh that's where I will be hosting Athena's bingo I'll be bingoing off dildos and other s- sex-related toys. That's those are the prizes. They're all yeah. It's uh, Athena's is that uh, you know online whatever. It's the it's it's another one of them. Uh, you know Adam and Eve's or whatever. Yeah, right. whatever the tickle kitties. Yeah, come and enjoy a night out with adult fun and steamy prizes and surprises. Ooh, you're not with gonna. Me. You're not gonna like. Uh, read those numbers off while you're cooing are you uh n- yeah i'll <laughs> i'll be doing that i almost rather listen to an open line friday well maybe i'll tr- maybe i'll uh maybe i'll try the products uh, before i auction them off maybe i'll take some me time go yeah. into a private area and then uh, give somebody a live review of how this thing actually works will these things be sanitized after you're done no of course not that's uh, that's the whole idea is you're getting so, yeah you know, it's like uh, shaking hands of a celebrity uh, you're never going to wash your hand again here's the uh, the ironic part about this yeah is you're doing this in East Hampton. Yes, where they're very, very sensitive about uh, certain things. They there. they are. And, uh, you know, you have been snubbed by many people in East Hampton as a result of that uh, of that fiasco with the ladies. And uh, and and this is all to benefit the uh, the American Cancer Society. So uh, it's a win-win. Eric. A win-win. Come on out. It's 828. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert. 831. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, uh, Bax. A Wilbraham man arrested following an hours-long standoff over the weekend remains hospitalized after exchanging gunfire with police, and his initial court appearance was delayed this week. 53-year-old Michael Ortega faces several charges in connection with a shooting on Saturday night that uh, injured Officer Cameron Prosperi, 29, who joined the force just eight months ago, according to Wilbraham Police Chief Edward Lennon. Prosperi was listed as in stable condition at a local hospital in an update by the chief on Tuesday. 
Ortega remains in the hospital as of Thursday morning as of, uh, after being wounded in the gunfight. He has been assigned an attorney and he's expected to be arraigned sometime next week. According to Robert Rizzuto, the spokesman for the Hamden County Sheriff Nick Kochi's office, the Wilbraham shooting suspect was originally scheduled for an arraignment uh, yesterday, but a court official confirmed his initial court appearance is delayed. Court records in Palmer District Court show Ortega faces six counts in total, three counts of assault to murder, and three counts of assault with a dangerous weapon. Police also rescued a woman and a teenage girl who escaped the home from a second-floor window and onto a lower roof. They were helped off the roof by police using ladders. Police initially responded to 11-old carriage drive at about 8.20 p.m. to a complaint of a male resident threatening others in the home. Three officers arrived at the home and exchanged gunfire with the suspect, who fired from inside and then barricaded himself for nearly four hours. Hmm. Prosperi was struck by gunfire, and officers took cover and brought him to safety. Law enforcement from surrounding uh, communities descended on the scene with Ludlow and uh, state police among the first to arrive. A state police crisis negotiation unit set up a phone line and tried to negotiate with Ortega for several uh, frosty hours as temperatures dipped into the low teens. It eventually ended close to 1 a.m. after a tactical operations team used a battering ram on a Bearcat armored vehicle uh, to break ground-level window, and the troopers flew a drone in the house for a live feed video inside. Now, as horrible as the situation is, the Bearcat armored vehicle is pretty cool. It's pretty badass. It is badass. The video feed revealed the suspect inside the front breezeway, and then troopers were ordered Troopers ordered the suspect not to move and then entered the home and took him into custody. A uh, fundraiser through the uh, Greg Hill Foundation, you know that guy, mm-hmm. is currently uh, collecting donations for the injured Wilbraham police officer. As of Thursday morning, the fundraiser had raised over $26,000 of its $5,000 goal, and that foundation will match up to $5,000 of the money that was raised. Wow. So, yeah, you know, when you hear all the details uh, you know, about this story, we had those details a couple of days ago, but you hear about it now. Uh, and you kind of piece it together. Yeah. I mean, great work by the police. To, uh, you know, by the police uh, presence. Yeah, you know, there. You know that this this didn't get m- more violent, and you know, weren't more people hurt. And uh, you know, as long as it took to uh, to get it done, um, I mean, it, excellent work. Yeah, uh, came to everything came together. And then you know, you're, like, sometimes you'll have like uh, like people say, "Well, what do you need one of them Bearcats for? Why why did our police department buy one of those?" Well, now you know. Bearcat. We need a bearcat. Although uh, I never, I didn't agree with West Springfield owning a grenade launcher years ago when they brought up all that military I surplus know, equipment. But that one time that a grenade launcher, you know, is uh, is used yeah. successfully, that's when you say, ah, that's why they got the grenade launcher. The uh, Springfield Department of Public Works started diverting traffic away from the X intersection in Forest Park neighborhood Thursday following an early morning electrical malfunction. All traffic was advised to avoid the X intersection until further notice. Witnesses reported a manhole fire at about 7 a.m. Thursday. 7 a.m.? I thought it was 3 a.m. that the thing It was earlier than that. Yeah. Mass li- this is Mass Live's version of that. Did you not go with the 22 News crew witness? You know, when I got here the other day, they were already they already had uh, Matt Price in the scenes, like, you know, 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning. It was 5.20. I drove through it, or yeah. I, had, I had to go around it. Uh, the X in Springfield... The X in Springfield is a landmark intersection in the Forest Park neighborhood. You don't Sumner say. Sumner Avenue, Belmont Avenue, and Dickinson Street all converge. It's a major commuter route for those living in East Longmeadow. <laughs> you, really? 
East Longmeadow. Well, I mean, what about Wilbraham? What about uh, yeah, all the parts, other of parts of Springfield? Yeah. Uh, back in July, the city unveiled the $19 million plan to reconfigure the intersection and smooth traffic flow. Uh, Eversource told the city it anticipates minimum disruption of service for residents and businesses in the area. All customers affected have been notified, and backup generators were brought in uh, while crews make the repairs. They're still working out there. Where are you getting this story, by the way? This is Mass Live. This is uh, the. So let me ask you this. Yeah. So Mass Live. I mean, I realize it's now. Um, it's going out to other other parts of the state. Yeah. But if you're from the Springfield area, mm-hmm. from Western Mass, there's a pretty good possibility that you know what the X is. You don't know that. You I said know. it's a possibility. I didn't say I didn't say that everyone knows. I said pretty good possibility that most people are aware of it and that the description of that intersection is probably not necessary and by the way uh rain will begin in about one minutes continuing over the next few hours okay that was the 22 news update over my watch thank you very much 22 news a uh massachusetts state trooper charged with we with what we O-U-I? We. Oh, yeah. Well, we would the uh, would be the French word for yes. Uh, no, I think the uh, we is the French word for, oh, my God, look how drunk that guy is. You ever seen, remember We Magazine? Remember that one? We, W-E? O-U-I? No. We. What was that about? Was that a dirty magazine? It was a dirty magazine. I only stuck with the, uh, the Playboys, maybe the occasional penthouse. Really? That was about it, yeah. We was kind of like a, a kind of like a Playboy with, with crappier articles. Oh, oh, like um, I don't know. What would you compare that to around here? <sighs> like the mass live of pornogra- pornography. Yeah, like like some somewhat misguided in <laughs> yeah, their yeah. Uh, their mission statement. Anyway, a mass uh, state trooper charged with uh, operating under the influence of alcohol in recent weeks was transferred on Wednesday to a new division on a restricted duty status. <laughs> duty. West Frank, uh, Brookfield Police uh, arrested Sergeant Todd Gerard, uh, 51, on January 12th due to a drunk driving incident after police were notified of an erratic driver in Hardwick. Just one? Hardwick is like a... Uh, <laughs> absolutely... Actually, you stand out like a sore thumb if you're driving safely. Uh, according to a police report filed in East Brookfield District Court, the state police spokesperson, David Procopio, confirmed Gerard was transferred from the Hamden County Detective Unit to Troop C in the Field Services Division. The Field Sobriety Services Division? Yeah. He's a restricted duty, which is paid status that restricts him from contact with the public and from a use of a state police vehicle, badge, and firearm. Well, what do you do then? If you can't do any of the things that are required of a police officer to do, hey, just sit here and answer the phone. <laughs> Reached by phone on Thursday, Gerard's attorney, Daniel Moynihan, stated that his client maintains he is not guilty of the charge as he asserted in court. It's the product of a negative relationship with his wife and an ongoing divorce, Moynihan said. On the day of the incident, uh, police were notified of a driver all over the road, swerving in and out of the lane and into other traffic lane and nearly striking a street sign. Uh, according to a police uh, report by Officer Serenity Allen of the West Brookfield Police. Allen wrote in the report that she recognized Gerard's name, describing him as a close acquaintance, and that she pulled the car over on Boston Post Road in West Brookfield. Gerard said he had two drinks, and Allen noted he had glassy eyes, but she did not notice a slur in his speech. A second officer at the scene reported a strong odor of an alcoholic beverage. What kind of alcoholic beverage? (laughs) 
It's just, it, they're just a strong odor of alcohol. Yeah, well, it's just two drinks. My guess is they were very large alcoholic uh, beverages. Asked to take a field sobriety test, he reportedly struggled to get out of the car and was unsteady on his feet. He reportedly failed the field sobriety test. He was placed under arrest by the Brookfield State Police mm-hmm. Barracks. Uh, he was arraigned. Uh, he had a similar run-in with the law enforcement in recent years. He was arrested in August of 2021 or 2022, August 21st, 2022, after police were called at 1 a.m. due to a man sleeping in a parked car in a driveway. Police woke him up and determined he was intoxicated. Gerard was uh, not fa- found not guilty of drunken driving after a bench trial before Judge Timothy Babaud, uh, according to the outlet. Oh. Hmm. Uh, he fall asleep in the car. Uh, I wonder how many... Um drunk drivers get pulled over and say i only had two drinks they all say that that's what it is it's yeah like you, you're not going to admit how many you had i and this is all had, and this is all alleged i get it but uh yeah. you know i only had two long island iced teas and a whiskey chaser yeah i only had to i remember being down in new orleans and they had these big ass beers mm-hmm. like, it was like 60 ounces of beer <laughs> You walk around, and it was only five bucks, which was which was uh, which was yeah. great. Uh, but if that could be considered one drink, hey, I we've talked about this before. I used to make you one drink. That's all any one human being could stand. Granted, there was ten packed inside the one glass, right? But it was still one because it's one unit of of dish, of cup. Oddly enough, that one ice cube uh, that you you put in there didn't uh, displace the alcohol quite enough. No, it didn't. Isn't that, uh, well, because it melts so quickly with all that alcohol in there. <laughs> you want to talk about a burning manhole. Uh, do you like candy with nuts? Sure. Then you'll love this product. Reese's brought back their pink peanut butter hearts for Valentine's Day, and they're all over social media after people realized... They look a little like something else when viewed at the right angle or wrong angle. If you flip them upside down, they bear a striking resemblance to a part of the male anatomy. What, like an Adam's apple or something like that? Uh, No. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it would look like something different. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. I'm looking at it now. Yes. Yes. It actually does look like... uh, If you turn it upside down, it no longer looks like a heart. If you... uh, Oh, he got uh, he got chocolate in my peanut butter. You got, got peanut, peanut butter, butter in my chocolate. If you can't picture the Reese's Hearts we're talking about, they're more vertical than round. So as a bonus, they look very droopy when turned upside down. You know, like when your grandfather unzipped his pants accidentally in the middle of dinner. Right. He was suffering from dementia, but kind of pendulum like. Yeah, they uh, they they've been available on Amazon since at least 2019. So it's not like this is a brand new product. To, to, but we'll see. If this new revelation uh, helps uh, or hurts, says. Mm. Well, you know what? Uh, it doesn't take much to do a Google search in these. They're all out there. They're not cheap either. Isn't it? I think it's that's the Reese's Penis Butter Cup. I think that's... <laughs> that's a different product. Yeah. But these will stand behind those every time. There ain't no wrong way to eat a Reese's, my friend. Brand new Reese's Penis Butter Cups. Uh, You're absolutely right. You cannot unsee that. No, you can't. But, hey, we should get a bunch of these. Wouldn't you like to put these Reese's in your mouth? (laughs) Bet you can't eat just one. Uh, Oh, now you're talking about getting Lay's potato (laughs) chips. 
You put your Lay's on your Reese's, uh, yeah, Reese's that, Penis Butter Cups? That'll say something. Your uh, Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast, a mix of rain and snow today, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. Pioneer Valley, a high of 39. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 39. It is currently 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Pro contractors depend on Pro Tool in Springfield to stay warm on the job. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 849 and 7 Mary 3 on Rock 102. Uh, wow, 7 Mary 3. I know. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. getting there. Oh, getting yeah. there. It's oh, uh, yeah. 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, it's uh, Shop Friday here around Rock 102. This morning at 9 o'clock, if you go to rock102.com, imagine saving 30% at Downtown Sounds. Uh, workers co-op for instruments and lessons and all that kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. let's say you want a, a guitar or a tuba yeah. and you don't know how to, how to play it. Well, lessons. 30% off, not too bad. It's 9 o'clock on the Shop 30 store at rock102.com. Do not miss out on that good deal. Um, we, we we didn't really talk to Will Reichelt about this uh, too too much in depth. I know we were ta- they were talking about getting West Springfield getting their own fiber optic uh, Wi-Fi mm-hmm. or, you know, or fiber optic cable for, for people to have internet access or whatever. And uh, shovels, uh, this is according to Mass Live, will hit the dirt next week for West Springfield's first fiber optic cable hut, which will add uh, service 20 neighborhoods in the southern section of town. It's called Fiber Hut. Is that like a, like a photo hut? Or like a photo mat or a pizza hut? Uh, well, what was it? wasn't it? Finger Hut was the uh, was the online thing of the or not the online thing, but back in the day it was like Finger Hut was like um, uh, like they sold all this crap on there. I think they're still around. Yeah, yeah. But, but to call something Fiber Hut sounds almost like a fast food restaurant or uh, or yeah, like something high in fiber. Yeah, perhaps. maybe. But I I find that you know calling something a hut. Uh, it's kind of like calling something a shack. Like the reason why, yeah. like, you know, Radio Shack, you know, didn't want to distance themselves from being a shack. Yeah. They didn't want to distance themselves from radio, which I thought was a very interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, the hut's construction will be near Santa's house on Westfield Street. Santa's house. What's Santa's house? That's the Santa's house on uh, on Route 20 out there. Oh, okay. I believe Santa goes there. I believe Santa lives there. Really? Year-round? Yeah. It gets down to get away from the North Pole? It comes all the way out to West Springfield? Yeah. And uh, as much as I only come once a year, this one only comes once in a lifetime. So here we are with the uh, with the fiber hut huh. uh, coming to West Springfield. So that's uh, that's what's going on in West Springfield. Over in uh, in Westfield, uh, MassLive does this story about uh, former police officer Brian Fanion who is now serving life in state prison after being convicted of murdering his wife, and they sold the family home. Oh. Okay. Which kind of, you know, it's actually a really nice house. I'm sure it is. Uh, I've drive by it almost every day. Um, Would you buy a house that had uh, some... Because they have to disclose that, obviously, and that wouldn't be hard to find out that something like this happened so recently. Um, but would you buy a house that had some sort of, you know, tragic event in it? I'm not a terribly super uh, superstitious guy. Yeah, <clears throat> you're not, or you are. I'm not really. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would. I I mean, th- th- there's a you know, there could be some bad juju in the house, and but, I might not want. Like for example, 
Stuart Weldon's house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was on the uh, the market for a while. Uh, I probably wouldn't have bought into that uh, piece of real estate. Well, you probably get it for a a good price, but at what? but they still have to disclose it to you. I mean, I remember the first time I was looking for houses. There was a, a home in uh, I don't remember. It was like it may, it may have been Chicopee. Mm-hmm. It was the first and only time I've ever had the realtor disclose what had happened in the house. Yeah, and it was like. It's not, uh, it wasn't so nice a house that I was like really dying to buy it. Yeah. So I was, it was easy to pass on it because it had some other things in the house. What had happened in there? I don't know if somebody got killed. I can't remember yeah. if it was like a, or a suicide, but they still yeah. had to they disclose to, that something had happened. But they don't have to disclose. Like if somebody just naturally died somewhere, you don't have to disclose that. No, that's not a part no. of a disclosure. But if but if someone has died due to an illegal or criminal or yeah. you know violent way, yeah, then they do have to disclose it. But in all the houses I've seen over the years, and I've and I've done, believe me, I've done more than my share of uh, going inside of houses looking to to buy. I, uh, that's the only time I've ever heard anybody mention that disclosure. But yeah, like, but okay, that that's the disclosure part. But let's say you you have no idea sometimes of what happened in the home that you live in. Mm-hmm. That could have been not a murder, but something pretty else sure. horrific yeah. that doesn't have to be disclosed. So I guess if you don't know about it, then it's easier to right. If you don't think. know about it, then you you know you don't know what you don't know. Right. But if it's so, if so if something that's disclosed, yeah, you have to ask yourself: Is this is this the house I really want to buy? Yeah. Are there no other options? And there is usually at least one or two other options at the least. Yeah. So if it's a matter of do I buy it or do I not buy it, I think I'll see uh, you know what else is out there. And if that's still the best house after looking at other properties, okay, then maybe we'll uh, we'll talk business. But yeah. if you get a really good deal on a property, though, you just uh, do some remodeling. Uh, make it look different than what it, what it was, uh, so it's not so. I was um, watching some show uh, on Netflix about this uh, couple that bought this beautiful, beautiful house uh, for dirt, dirt cheap, and then uh, it turns out the house is uh, is haunted and 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 uh, kills people, makes people go crazy. Yeah, no wonder they bought it for so cheap. Is that? Uh- was that the poltergeist? That no, it wasn't. The, it wasn't that or the uh, Amityville oh, horror Amityville. or something like that. It was something different, something yeah. like that. I mean, with the house is bad. Yeah, it's not just something bad happened in the house. The house. Yeah, it's got its own weird personality. Well, if you got some, uh, you can usually tell. I mean, your own instinct uh, can tell if you walk into a place and you're like, "Yeah, this place gives me the creeps," even yeah. though it might be a nice piece of property. Eh, go with your instincts on that one. Yeah, sometimes your gut's the best thing that uh, can happen. Then well, it's they, always another option. Oh, listen, Bex, that's all I got. I'm I'm all out of I'm all out of fuel this morning, and uh, <sighs> I maybe, hear you maybe, there. Maybe I can recharge for Hollywood trash later on for the next hour. Well, that would be great if you could that do that. That would be good. Yeah, it's uh, just about eight fifty-seven at Rock One Hundred Two. Listen for. Snow-